This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. going on everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover sakamoto days mission yozakura family jujutsu kaisen my hero academia and one piece week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 29 i am your host eagle Knox, mellow Yenis. and we are joined once again this week by uh yato from the discord he is our resident manga update notifier over on Twitter and an admin in our Discord, like I said. So, I mean, he's been on the show a few times. Most of you should be pretty uh, familiar with him. What up, Yato? Thanks for joining us, man. What up, what up? Thank you for having me. First time being on the show with Eagle, so. Yeah. Hey, that, that is a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, well, shit, yeah. Obviously, we'll put any relevant links to uh, anywhere you can find him down below in the description box. Still no uh, sixth series on the show here, so. We're trying to decide which one we want to have. We're thinking we're just going to leave it, leave it up to you guys. So we're thinking, you know, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter, let you guys decide that way. But right now, to let us decide which ones we're going to throw on the poll, you guys can comment in the comment section down below, you know, which series you'd like to see covered on the show here. So, yeah. Let's know. While I'm mentioning that, go ahead and look down there where you can find links to any and all, any and all of our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities, such as Discord. Um, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on as well as ways to support the show such as our patreon or our online store also you can find timestamps to navigate yourself through the video and avoid series that you're not caught up in you know spoilers and such um yeah so with all that said another fire as we can jump i think um we're gonna start having little brief conversations about what we all thought about the weekend jump and uh, what the best chapter was. So, being that Yato's the guest, why don't you uh, start us off, man? What'd you think of this weekend jump? Oh man, I'm in the hot seat. Uh, <laughs> I liked it a lot, man. Everything was everything was good for me. Uh, I didn't have any any chapters where I thought anything was lacking. Hard to say what I thought was the was my favorite for now. I think the conversation will have to help me make that decision. But I'm I'm on the fence between uh, Jujutsu and One Piece just because yeah. of how big that One Piece shit is. Hell One yeah. Piece, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. This week was massive inside of what we have. I think, um, I can't remember the last time I felt like everything was firing on like all cylinders like this. Like, I feel like, like we've had this conversation a couple of times. It happens in waves. Yeah. Like, like Mello's brought it up a couple of times about how like, I feel like they're all cooking in the background. Like, yeah. This week, yeah. you're dropping <laughs> Nora, we're dropping you. Oh, bet. Yeah, like, Kohei, what you doing? Oh, you doing that? All right, Gege, what you doing? Oh, okay, okay. Hey, well, June, I'm, I'm going crazy, bro. Yeah, type <laughs> shit. I feel like they all, like, you know, kind of stay in sync when things are slow. Everything is kind of slow or building mm-hmm. up to something. And Might be something the, the editors kind of push, too. Maybe. Yeah, you never know what, what's going on behind the scenes there. But I think the strongest chapter this week was either Jujutsu Kaisen or My Hero Academia. Ooh. my hero had like for really me my writing. hero was the the strongest chapter mm-hmm. of this week like i love jjk 
great, but like I really enjoyed the meat that was presented to me in My Hero Academia. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, you, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say. Obviously, I agree. Super strong week overall. You know, everything's firing on all cylinders, so it's fucking great mm-hmm. time to be reading Jump. Um, yeah. I gotta say, right now, at least I'm on the fence with Yato. Between you know One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen, also my hero. It's a really hard week for me because man, everything's slapping so hard. Right, my hero's up there. Yeah. So the Got conversation you. is gonna probably allow me to to tell for sure what I thought was the strongest chapter, but it's it's. Between One Piece and Jujutsu, with My Hero being a close, close third right now, at least. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Well, with all that said, I think we should just probably jump right into the conversation, man. Let's First do it. chapter of the week, chapter 75 of Sakamoto Days. And uh, I'm on the wrong page for the title. <laughs> it is Damn Telepath. Yeah, they put Damn, it four telepath? pages in. <laughs> yeah, four right? pages. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I like that, though. I, I like when it, it, they, they put, you know, the, the chapter titles the or whatever. Title, like, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it feel more cinematic, like there's an opening scene going into the credits or something yep. like that. Yeah. Like in a video game, you always get that little opening kind of um, yeah. prologue scene and then expansive panning scene into the title shot right yeah i'd I'd be cool with it if i didn't like post chapters in places so i'm like i I don't know whether i should like go four pages in and like you know like like i've been been, like a facebook group where i share like (laughs) chapters and stuff it is like i normally just screenshot the first page and post it but like there's no chapter link or anything so i'm like i gotta flip through a couple pages okay post chat post page four it's kind of annoying sometimes but yeah if it wasn't for that i'd be i'd be all on board yeah for sure yeah yeah (laughs) Oh yeah, this chapter um, was tight though, bro. Like the the, mm-hmm. the seeing like the actual like assassin like school like like third period, fourth period, like they really made it yeah. feel you know like familiar, like a high school or whatever and whatnot. It was giving me big like deadly class vibes. If anybody reads like Rick, yes! Rick Remender and West Craig's yeah. uh, deadly class, it, it definitely put me like right back there when they were doing like gun training and martial arts training and whatnot mm-hmm. in their assassination world. So that was a cool vibe to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely all cool as shit to see. Yeah, I can't wait to see like what kind of kind of obstacles we get going forward. Only because like the flashback at the beginning of the chapter almost made the mission seem like easy mode. Like, oh yeah, Shin can just go in there, read the minds of all the students and faculty. We can find this room. You know what I'm saying? Whoopty whoop, wham bam. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely like if nothing else, it's probably like a a very well kept secret. You know, among a very very small group of people, if not only one person. Mm-hmm. Because the room probably exists, obviously. But. Right. Yeah. The fact that even Sakamoto himself like can't confirm or whatever that it exists, yeah. I think, was like would would got me. I was like, wow, he hasn't even been there. Like, yeah. he's nobody. he's like the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Sakamoto is like the assassin, like yardstick as far as yeah. like, you know accomplishments and accolades and just overall like this is the poster child. <laughs> so right. it's like if Sakamoto even doesn't know for sure, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Just. Although we did see um, Hisuke passed him on the uh, the shooting test. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, like, was... I wasn't ready for it to be Heisuke. I was like, oh, new assassin rival? And then it was like, oh, yeah. it's Heisuke. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a, for a yeah. sec, I'm like, is this going to be like the next antagonist that we yeah. go up against? It's like, nope, this idiot forgot to write his name. Him <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this idiot forgot so. to give his name. Yeah. It, what what then, felt so weird to me, though, real quick in this like gun scene is that like, Everybody was like, oh, man, we got to do this in a minute. That's fucked up. This shit is brutal or whatever. And then Sakamoto, like Lady Sakamoto comes in and like does everything or whatever. But then the guy was like, 
a few were, uh, the, 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 the teacher was like, a few, of you, a few of you were able to fire off a shot, but most of you didn't even finish assembling your guns. This class is hopeless. Hey, trainee teacher, show them how it's done. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because Sakamoto's about to, like, end this. But then all of a sudden, it was like, come on, hurry and get to a station. <laughs> I'll embarrass her in front of everyone. This is no workplace for women. And I was like, really? I was like, there's a bunch of cold-blooded female assassins in this world of note that, like, the really? entire assassination world knows about. So, like, I guess you're just giving this dude, like, a shitty character trait, like, misogynist, yeah. like, sexist character trait or whatever. But it just felt, like, so awkwardly placed for me. It's like, okay, we know that we want <laughs> Sakamoto to come in here and flex. That's the whole reason for this scene. But what's like the catalyst for that? This dude's a misogynist. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like, weird. yeah, that felt like so awkward for me. I was like, there's no yeah, reason that, why like, he should that think was... that this is no place for women. Like, Osaragi yeah, is like an actual like member of the biggest assassination faction y'all have. So, Order, yeah, I mean, so the way I see it is like. I imagine that all the teachers might just be a level of petty because, like, think about it. They're assassins. They're not talking about morality or, like, being good people. I've met a lot of people that don't have to do any bad stuff, and they're misogynists. And I'm just like, all right, cool. The bar's low. I understand. Like, and so, I th like, part of me thinks about, like, when I think about school, I think about, like, you know, the moment I realized that, t like, a lot of my teachers were just really flawed people that happened to be in a position to teach me things. Oh, sure. And I was just like, okay, you know, whatever. I get it. Um, like, the first teacher, right, that was, like, bullied by Akira's... Um... Oh, yeah, a cow. Uh, all right. Yeah, a cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it is her auntie. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's her aunt. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, like, you have another example right there of a cold-blooded female assassin that has all the entire streets shook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people are always going to be like that. Like, yeah. maybe they just don't feel good about themselves. And they're like, assholes. I'm going to talk shit yeah. until I am, you know, showed up. Right. And it's like, why did that guy, like, pick on a cow, right? I mean, they were late, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Akira. But they were late. But also, at the same time, he realizes, oh, that's person that bullied me did he subconsciously see that kid and i'm like hey that person made me feel bad in the past i want to make them feel bad yeah. go get their ass kicked by jumbo <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. you know it's like all right cool like it kind of it, it seemed to me to stay in the same vein as opposed to like being specifically like oh this is a little out of place yeah, yeah but i'm pessimistic like... i'm cynical i don't expect much out of people. yeah i feel you on yeah that. Like, bro, you look like you got a fucking pan lid on top of your head. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. what is this haircut <laughs> right now? I, I was immediately, immediately thinking of, like, JoJo. This this guy's, like, his outfit <laughs> and shit is just everywhere. Like, his his clothes and his hair and shit is just yeah. very weird. But... He, got the Gucci, he got the Gucci pocket polo on and shit. <laughs> yeah, no, his, his, his drip is game. major. His drip is major, but this haircut is insane. Like, I can just see, like, if this dude was in One Piece, like, Luffy would call him, like, Acorn Head or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Like, yo, Acorn! You got some food? <clears throat> right. <laughs> it's Yarny, the purple dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, this, man. like, I Yarny. love this, like, assumed depiction of Heisuke inside of, like, the other students. He's yeah. Just, like, Angel <laughs> yeah. of Death, Bullseye, Forehead, Gunman. <laughs> yeah. I had to look back. I was like, did he even have a Bullseye? He's got a Bullseye on his cheek. But, yeah. like, they, they, their, like, uh, idea just of him a is... a tiny one. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even... I thought yeah. it was a... I thought it was a... a dead... Uh, bullseye. Not... 
Oh, oh. No, 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 like Daredevil. Daredevil yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, reference. Yeah, I They're like, oh, he too. never misses, and he's got a big old thing carved into the front of his forehead. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's that. Shoot me, <laughs> shoot me if you dare. Right, I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Death Note, because I was just about to say, too, like, he looks like a Shinigami. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> little bit. Oh, bro. man. Bruh. The back third of this chapter was just so fucking strange, bro. Like, like the last, the last part of it. I loved it. Yeah, like these, these maintenance or these weapons production guys, like they're like, oh, where the fuck is Buddy? You know, what I'm saying he melted down all our shit, you know, and uh, and then it kind of moves into this situation where like Shin is in the bathroom with this fucko like weapons department dude, and then it culminates to Shin just like whooping this dude's ass for like no apparent reason, and then. Ah! <laughs> and then he meets this dude with it all and he just like oh is this the scene where you harass me and then whoops his ass yeah. <laughs> it makes know, sense it seemed kind of crazy yeah. um, i thought it made sense for shin because he's never had a childhood you know yeah, like true. he hasn't experienced any school environment um in his life so he only knows it through comics and like a he wants to like experience that for himself vicariously through the jcc and also he needs to like go around and like try to read people's minds and see what he can like learn yeah so like yeah, yeah. it like you know two reason two birds one stone kind of thing he's living out his like personal fantasy of well, was, school life yeah under the guise of like searching you know yeah, yeah. Uh, you think you maybe want to talk to the dude then instead of just like say some weird shit and then right his ass up. Maybe he doesn't even need to talk to him. Maybe he's just like, I'm going to do this because it's going to attract attention from like higher ups to my location, and then once they get in here, like I'll read their mind and yeah. then get the information that I need, and then I can knock him out and just like keep it pushing or whatever. He probably doesn't need to talk to him. He probably got everything he needed from this like very brief interaction, and then just yeah. knocked him out and moved on. Yeah, just just yeah, making yeah, fun yeah. of him with the trope <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. He he fucking yeah. rocked his shit though. I love this splash page on sixteen. Just like no remorse, no words. Just pat, pat, pat. All right, back to work. Yeah. <laughs> book, book, book right. open on the next page and shit. He's he got a checklist. A oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's going one down a checklist. One bow, bow. Yeah, he did hit him like three times. Oh wait, I think he like blocked whatever his other arm was, then hit him in the oh, gut, yeah. and then fucking jumped. Yeah, he like knocks, yeah. hits one down, and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because he There's... grabs him by the collar, and he's yeah. like, look here, kid. And he's just like, bink, bink, bink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys look on page 15 and zoom in to Shin's hand, he has school tropes list. He's checked off skipping class to smoke, and yeah. he's checked off cafeteria dine and dash. <laughs> and he's got napping in the library, uh, ditching club activities by feigning illness, and getting harassed by upperclassmen unchecked on his list. He's got a bingo yeah. card. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's, he's living out his, he's his, like a his, tourist. his comic he's, book. He's, he's yeah. a full tourist experience. Yeah. He's like, ooh, gotta go check out this place. Let's see what yeah. it's like being a, a kid in the Blarney Stone. According yeah. to these comic books. That's wild. Yeah, cause he, cause, uh, yeah go ahead. Because, yeah, he, he, was, he was, like, raised in that uh, facility wow. underground. And, and they mm. gave him, like, his powers at, like, age six. So, yeah, yeah. He, he's never, like, had a normal life. Right, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm like looking at this list now, and it's like dine and dash at lunch. It's like they're charging y'all for lunch at this place. <laughs> like this, is like a multiple billion dollar yeah. facility, and they're not even giving y'all free food. They're, they're letting y'all fire off guns and shit, using right. ammunition for free, but you got to pay for fucking pizza Fridays. Yeah, and, and like y'all live here. Had cut, <laughs> had to make budget cuts somewhere, and yeah. bullets apparently <laughs> do grow on trees. Like, <laughs> this economy in yeah. shambles. Right. 
crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I definitely can't wait to see where things go with uh, Natsuki here, though. He seems like an interesting character, and being that he's the Siba? leader of the yeah. weapons development yeah. department. Yeah. Yes, I like. Yeah. I like how he got kicked out of the lab, and <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, I'm at the JCC doing stuff, I guess. Yeah, did you? Well, yeah. I'm super uh, curious to see what, like, how can he tell that Chin is a, a telepath? He he fought him before. They, yeah, he was, I was just they, gonna say. Yeah, yeah he they they, they yeah. fought. He's the invisibility guy. They mm -hmm. fought like uh back in back in the arc where they went underground because those guys were trying to. They were actually trying to kidnap Shin, and yeah. uh, I was just I was just rereading it a few minutes ago before this. Mm -hmm. This uh, Natsuki was actually like tasked with capturing Shin, but remember they grabbed uh, what's her name, Lou. They grabbed the girl because she was she was she was wearing like Shin's like apron with his name tag, so they grabbed her yep. thinking it was Shin, mm -hmm. and then like he ended up fighting yep. Shin or whatever, and uh they had a they yeah. had a squabble. Yeah, him, him and Heisuke took down uh, Siba because yeah. they like used the gun and like shot the sprinkler system and like did that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Shin, Shin's already beaten this guy, and so he he's like. It's, I hope they do an unlike like begrudging team up. You know, you know. Yeah. They're like, hey, well, what are you here for? I need this. Oh, you know what? I I'm looking for a thing. You wanna you wanna help me? Another uh, another little interesting thing is back then they never gave him his first name. So like in this chapter, before you meet him, all the characters they're like, Where's Natsuki or whatever, where the fuck is Natsuki? So we don't know who they're talking about, but like back so, in that yeah. first arc, back uh back then when we when we first see him and he's fighting against like Sakamoto and Shin in that previous arc they were calling him Siba which is i guess his last name mm -hmm. so they were like yo Siba you know handle this guy Siba you got this or whatever um something that i just noticed i don't know if you guys caught it or if anybody was going to say anything but the guy from the last arc Mafuyu yeah. With the face mask, it's his younger brother. Also Siba. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think I could. I don't know who. Like, was it me and you, Mello, that was talking mm -hmm. about like that possible connection? Yeah, I think yeah. it was you that pointed that out, and I was like, "Hey, <coughs> yo, if that's a thing, that's yeah, crazy. that's his younger brother." Yeah, and yeah. Mafuyu was like, Mafuyu in that arc. Mafuyu fought and teamed up with Shin. Natsuki fought and now looks like he's might might team up with Shin, so it's crazy. Before you, before he was like yeah. when he was when he were on the plane, he was like, "I'm only here because oh. my brother gave me the flu and I had I missed the regular test, so yeah. now he's taking a test with with Shin and them, and he yeah. teams I up just, with him. It's all in the family. Yeah, I just yeah. thought of something. So yeah. he fights Natsuki Siba right with a team up, and then he teams up with Mafuyu Siba to as an ally. Now he's going to possibly team up with Natsuki for this thing, which would lead to him fighting Mafuyu later. Yeah, because now Mafuyu's with fucking uh, Slurry. And now. had a literal bookend shuffle of brothers. Yeah. So, like, Heisuke yeah. may be brought back for that fight against Mafuyu, or it's brother against brother, because, you know, I love that tragic stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Brother against brother shit is always intense. I wonder uh, what, like, I think, they, did they say what he was doing? Like, they said he melted down all the weapons and stuff, but, like, I don't remember if they said For anything else. Projects, yeah. yeah, I know before when, when uh, in, the, in the previous arc, when, when Natsuki fought with Shin, he was just saying, like, he, he was talking about how he didn't like doing overtime, but he also didn't like clocking out early, and he was only doing these jobs so he could save, like, 20 million yen 
before his retirement age. So like maybe he's burning, smelting down all this shit just to steal or whatever or whatever. I don't know. He he's got the invisibility suit or had it. He's part right. of this weapons division. He still got it because he. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, he yeah. He's, as soon as he sees Shin, he's like, "Nope, you're not going anywhere." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird that he says like in this chapter, he says something that would like sort of imply that he didn't know or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's like, uh, "I think you've mistaken me for somebody else." But like, he, he knows that he can read his mind. mind. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows that Shin can read his mind. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's gonna at least try. Get yeah. A yeah. plus for effort. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta like, at least try to so much hassle. I don't want to deal with this. Come yeah. on. And I just yeah. always assume that people with invisibility powers are on some like ulterior motive, like underhanded shit, just because you're it's easier for you to get away with like whatever you want when you could just go invisible and bounce. Like you, the yeah. only thing that really counters you is like a telepath or like a Wolverine type character that has like daredevil senses and can just like, smell senses, you or yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he recognizes this guy cause literally like he, he comes out of the stall. He's like, Hey, Sipa, are you okay? And shit's like, huh? And then fucking Natsuki immediately turns on the visibility. He's like, nope, <laughs> yeah. fuck this. I like, I'm not dealing with this guy. <laughs> I, I love that moment on the end of 17 where he just looks at him and goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on second thought, fuck this guy, yeah. Right. I, I love the art on um on eighteen, and I'm sure we saw it like in the it's art that he, was, that he was introduced mm-hmm. in. Yeah, it's like this very distorted, almost like cellophane wrap kind of yeah. um, representation of invisibility. And then as he grabs him, you know, you have the stark blacks in his in his um in his sweater, and then that same kind of like effect in the art for the invisibility, like interacting with it, the way that he has him like yoked up and whatnot, and it's just like yeah. broken up so crazy to where the dude looks like an oblong like you know crazy like snake looking thing uh, like um, I, yeah. yeah i can't even like make out like a person like at all really just in the way that it's drawn but it's like so cool because it's like he's grabbing an invisible dude so how do you represent that <laughs> i like it yeah, um, i like it the, too it reminds me of this like suit i i saw like way back when it was i think it was made by a chinese guy like an older Chinese guy, but it was basically like a raincoat made entirely of like these like glass beads or something. Mm. And it would like refract light based on the shape of things that you could kind of see through him. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's it reminds cool. me of something like that. Or the way he that did it, it with like, like cameras or something. Yeah, the way it like It was either like with, with cameras or like glass beads, but mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah, like the way light bends and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, That's cool. I like that. So like, I whenever I see like technology based invisibility that's just the first thing that comes to my mind i'm like ah nice yeah, that reminds me of those like tents that they they have now where people go out like hunting or just camping and shit and they have like those fucking cloaks or whatever they put on a tent and like if you just look at it like it, it looks like nothing's there like a barrel yeah. just walks straight past it but there's like a dude in there or, like they have like uh yeah. like they have that technology on like uh trucks and shit now you see videos people inside like the back of the, like the truck and they could see outside but yeah. like the people can't see like the one-way mirror type shit on the right. trucks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah just like a yeah. bunch of mirrors like uh, plating the car or whatever <laughs> yeah. so that like it just constantly looks like a reflection of the surroundings around it yeah. so then therefore it looks tell. invisible yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's cool tight. shit mm-hmm. hell yeah i always dig stuff like that oh yeah do we know who Sako is for uh the fifth place person like we know who we know the top five uh, top four for the shooters but i don't remember a Sako. yeah i don't 
I don't think we have seen this character yet. I think that might be uh, Yuto Suzuki letting us know that this Sako character is going to be important since, like, everyone else on the list is people we're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. top 10. Yeah. And, like, and like some of these stats could be outdated. Like, Sakamoto, I mean, he, he got 89, like, 10, 20 years ago. So, mm -hmm. like, somebody else could be, like, you know, like, Akao could be, you know, number one now, even though she just didn't come back and take the shooting test. She could be, like, she could have trained and gotten better than Heisuke right. or whatever. Right, right, yeah. But it's Heisuke right now, and that's yeah. just so funny. <laughs> he assembled the gun and got 67 shots off, reloaded multiple times in a minute. That's still impressive as fuck. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he even notes, like, I've gotten slower, damn. Oh, does he <laughs> yeah. say that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've, I've yep, gotten slower. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Dude, I just now noticing the reaction of the teacher too with the acorn head on the bottom of set. <laughs> yeah. 67 shots. Bro can probably only do like 30. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know his bitch ass is only putting up like 20. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah. 30 max. Just, just enough to be a teacher for this, yeah. for this shit. You're like, all right, you, you got 33. You know, we only expect the, the new guys to get like 12. So we'll let you go. I'm dead. What was that joke? What was that joke? Those who can't do teach. Those who can't teach, teach gym. Yo. <laughs> nah, yeah. that's hilarious. Oh, Damn. shit. Yeah, uh, that's about all I had for Sakamoto. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't think I had too Dang, much more I've for this everything. chapter. I liked the visual gags. Yeah, and the little rumors about like where the thing is, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like think that, that this chapter is really cool. I love the arc that we're in. I like how we had that conversation about this Sako character on the fifth place uh, greatest all time shooter list or whatever. Because now I'm like really curious mm -hmm. about like their introduction or if we're ever gonna see them, and if so, yeah. will it be soon or will it be much later? Um, you never know. You never. Know. Yeah, uh, I do. I want. I wonder, like, uh, if if Snasky's gonna gonna drop or somebody's gonna say his name and Shin will connect that they're brothers. Yeah. But like, yo, I was like, what's your brother? Like, you know, a week ago, bro. I think it'd be dope if we got that scene too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I was with going your into brother the brother a week stuff. ago, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. He. Oh. And the thing is, Mafuyu got kidnapped. So yeah. Natsuki might actually have be like, hey, where did he go? Yeah. And if and that might be how Shin gets him to like work with him. It's like, yeah. hey man, yeah. if you help me, I'll tell you everything I know. Yeah, it's yeah, like this dude's minute, got a Yeah, it's like I was just with him like a week ago. You're telling me that you haven't even seen your own or heard of your own from your own brother in like however yeah. long. Like you could start connecting dots, like, wait a minute, something's not right here. <clears throat> yeah, him having invisibility is perfect to like help with a telepath for infiltrating yep. and locating this fucking chamber of secrets that yeah. nobody knows really exists. Oh, Wait, this team chamber. up is a lot. Shin could borrow the suit. What if Shin just borrows oh, the suit? Oh man. Yeah, Shin, like, just chilling. That was so easy. Shin, oh. just chilling, like, in the principal's office, like, <laughs> in Viz, <laughs> listening to everyone's thoughts and shit. Yeah, that'd yeah, be wild. That'd be crazy. I'd love that fly on the that wall, That would Shin. be nutty. Yeah, subterfuse, <laughs> like, invisible Shin type shit. That'd be dope. Bruh. Yeah, I need it now. <laughs> that's it for me, yeah. though. Well, shit, yeah, that's, I think that's it for Sakamoto this week. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into the next chapter. Mission Yozakura Family, Chapter 134, Zero Points. What a chapter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as, as far as the title, you know, it's pretty pretty evident in the title that Tayo really gets a stark reminder in this chapter at how utterly outmatched he is in this engagement in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. It's absolutely 
systematically disassembled by Momo. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. More like demeaning that he's like literally sitting there talking shit, like scoring him, him. Yeah. points. Like you ain't shit to me. Yeah, it's it's crazy <laughs> how it's crazy how we're getting this like showing of Momo Yozakura like at this point in the game because up until this point he's just been like you can't touch me. I turn into flowers and bounce. Yeah, I fucking do like a crazy like sleight of hand attack and then leave or something. He's actually throwing hands here and he's like kind of like nerfing himself for the sake of the fight or whatever, because he's genuinely trying to teach Tayo something. And, like, normally I don't really like, um, you know, the newer kind of, like, scenes that do this in, like, manga, where, like, the antagonist will just, like, start helping the main character and training them, like, mid-fight or whatever. And it's like, <clears throat> why are you doing that, bro? Like, is it because the audience, like, needs this information for, like, character building and just, like, progression of the main character? I, I always feel like there's more organic ways that this information can be given than the antagonist being in like perfect control of the fight and narrating the entire thing for the sake of the growth of the main character or whatever yeah. but like it feels really good in Yozakura family because of what we know about Momo like he genuinely cares about these people and thinks that yeah. what he's doing is correct and he actually loves these people he's just a fucking psychopath so like yeah. Yeah, it's like this. You're, you're the the husband. You know, you're my son-in-law. You yeah. got to be able to, you know, take care of the my daughter and shit. Right. So you got to you got to be, you know, at the top of your game. You can't be you can't be fighting people like this. You you get zero points for these moves. Right, right. You got to be better. The, it makes the situation like that much more like awkward. And I was talking about it like in the like one of the last reviews that we that we did for Yozakura family about like how like conflicted everyone involved is when it comes to this momo character because at the end of the day this is still your father like he is terrible but that's gotta create you know some kind of either apprehension or just like really like awkward tension inside of the cast and for the audience too because it's just like man like this dude sucks he's killing people and we need him out of here but then you get a chapter like this where He's like, hey, man, you need to get stronger to protect your family. And it's like, well, that's a good thing. But you <laughs> but you suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we're trying like, to protect her from your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, man, it's just like so weird. And like, I don't know how to feel, you know, like I know how to feel, but I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. But um, he's doing hmm. Beasley shit, too, man. Like on page one, even where he just like, oh, that was terrifying. Takes the punch yeah. and just like literally doesn't even fall on some Katakuri shit. Catches himself and bolts his ass back up at yeah. him with his yeah. yeah instantly recovers and resets like smile on his face like this is fun type shit and it's like dude this dude is trying his hardest respect yeah. the kid yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and then he even says it this. yeah he even says it too he's like hey man when you're fighting someone that's like this much stronger than you like even if it's sparring like you gotta come at it like you're trying to kill them because that's the level difference mm -hmm. yeah you need to be committed to that kind of thing. Right. Um, well, I think it also contrasts the idea of, like, that moment right there, page five. Him saying that really contrasts the difference between him and Tayo mentally is that even though Momo has done all these horrible things, Tayo is still not coming at him with the mentality of, I'm going to kill you. It's like, I'm going to stop you. As opposed to Momo, who's just like, I will kill civilians in a neutrally or, like, neutral zone. Yeah, it's like, you so need it's to like, be... <clears throat> I think oh, that, like, that contrasts things. And then you guys are saying, it's like, you know, he does that tr transformation into flowers to, like, avoid damage. But 
is that Momo trying to just show him the difference between him physically by saying, like, I don't even need to, like, flower up. I don't need to, like, b- like become immaterial to defeat you. I can just beat you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's more of, like, a flex. Plus, he's trying to, like, get them to, like... He already said, won't you guys just let me get away? And so it's like, I'm trying to show you the overwhelming difference between us, and that way you'll give up. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think there's still a lot of that whole, like, family thing. Like, if you, you know, you, you're not going to, like, try and kill your, like, wife's dad for real if he's, like, going off and drunk or something or, you yeah, know, whatever. You, yeah. you Like, your instinct's going to be, like, to pin him down. Like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out. So, like, Tayo's kind of, yeah. like. Wife's dad comes up on some fuck shit. You're just like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the dad, dad might be out of it, you know, fighting for Fox real. You're like. Day is over. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that Father's Day too is crazy because this is this is a Father's Day chapter, right? This right, is, yeah. dropped yesterday, yeah. and I think I think uh, I think he did the same crazy shit on Mother's, Mother's Day. This Day. Year. Yeah. yeah, Mother's Day reveals that he's like trying to revive uh, the mother or whatever on right, Mother's yeah. Day. This this man's going crazy with these family holidays. I feel like a couple um, mangaka are you know kind of like doing dad chapters coincidentally on. Father's Day, like My Hero Academia is a, a father True. chapter, you know, like this week or whatever. And I heard, I haven't read Undead Unluck yet, but I heard Undead Unluck is like a Father's Day chapter too, to a certain degree or whatever. So yeah, that, that just brings us back to the beginning conversation that we had at the front of the episode about how like these manga could be in sync maybe, or maybe they just all had the idea to do something for Father's Day without communication or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I mean, holidays are big i mean manga is a business and at the same time like think about like monday cyber sales or like christmas things july summer sales yeah you know uh they're commercializing pride month they've commercialized juneteenth of all things it's just like you know people think about the calendars columbus day sales liquidation sales all these cars gotta go we're passing the savings on to you (laughs) (laughs) what was that family guy wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man i love that i love that guy yeah the way uh yato and maxi said yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. Ain't about that. But like, you know, but it is a business, right? So right. like I feel yeah. like manga are paying attention to things. And plus, like, the holidays are always something where people are like gonna be like, Oh, I wanna have free time for this. I want something to do. So having something really interesting during a holiday seems to like hit that. It, it it's like um Make certain moments that you experience special or something like that because you'll remember that. It's like, oh yeah, it was on this day because it was already in my mind yeah. because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Type shit. And the choreography the choreography in this chapter is off the charts. I just wanted to say, like from the very Fantastic. first chapter, like he steals off him, he like resets, backflips, and then starts taking off, but then instantly turns back around to go meet Tayo with this left hook, and then he like brings it back into like his fucking like I don't even know, mantis stance, like nose like knock Kenko, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you know? And then he's like, fuck that, and tries to roundhouse kick him. He du- he ducks that shit. Low, down A sweeps him. Yeah. <laughs> he like down A's him. Limbo <laughs> champ. Yeah, and then, and then he tries to pull out Yay and fucking blast him, and he grabs that shit around the fucking arm, reaches into his shorts, and I was like, what are you doing, Momo? That's, pull- <laughs> that's from the ground, too. Like, he's yeah. on the ground, and then next panel, he's in the air above Tayo, right. about to grab that fucking gun. Yeah, no, 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 oh, yeah, no, you're totally no, right, he yeah. Ba- 
Oh. No, 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 no. He I... kicks him, and then as Tayo is falling, he's grabbing Ye, but then they, like, reset yeah. in their footing or whatever. Yeah. But I'm, t- I'm talking about Momo, though. Momo yeah. goes from doing, like, the sweep kick to, like, being up in the air. Like, Yeah, I didn't notice that at first. I thought that they were both kind of still just, like, falling, like, low to the ground. Yeah, because he... I well, then... Well, and on I... page one, too, he doesn't even, like, turn around or anything. He, like... What's that called when you're on your back and you just kick straight up to your feet? He does oh, some yeah, shit like that. Oh, yeah, that Bruce Lee and Kang shit. With his yeah. arms, like, he flies back, catches himself with his hands, and just vaults right back at yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, oh, he came... Oh, okay, okay. He came straight back at him, and that's why he's right in his face on two. Yeah, off yeah, his arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off he's his doing arms. all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. Because, like, when he switches from, like, the right hook to Kenpo, he's literally contorting his body. He's twisting. Yeah. And, like, no human body does that. Like, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely, like, relying on his kind of abnormal, like, physiology to, like, pull True. off some moves. And um, that's really cool, actually. Because at first I thought that Tayo jawed him, and then he's falling backwards catches himself with still backwards momentum but then like yeah it makes a lot more sense that he's doing what like eagle kind of said like where he catches himself on his hands the legs swing back and then you shoot the legs forward again with springboarding off of your arm strength you know what i mean to go forward again yeah that's definitely what it was because i thought that he got hit fell back caught himself on his hands and then launched himself further away from tayo and, but then, coming, but then turned him. around unexpectedly on on page two to come back at him again. But no, I think he is. I think Eagle's right. He is just launching himself back towards Tayo yeah. after after catching the punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah choreography in this chapter is really good. The part that I thought was really interesting is that, like, from page four to five, where he like reaches up for the shorts. I think he grabs a like kind of like knocks the knee a little bit because he's basically on top of Tayo by the end of page five, by the beginning of page five. Right. He's managed to like get on top of him, grab both his hands and put, pin his like shirt to the ground with the knife mm-hmm. standing on each of his legs to like immobilize all limbs. Right. That was fucking sick. Yeah. Bro. He's standing on this man's legs. I feel Take like normally, down. yeah, I feel like normally in this position, you get like somebody sitting on top of him or something, but his feet yeah. are on his legs. Like, and, yeah. And this is all happening simultaneously, too, because when he pulls the yeah. knife out, shinks it out, and then, you know, like whips it to stab him in the shirt or whatever, you can see the impact illustrations for when he grabs the hands and plants both feet on his thighs. You get impact, yeah. like, you know, illustrations for all three of those <sighs> moments. So it's all happening, like, like at the same time. Yeah. And that's just, like, mm-hmm. so cool. <clears throat> yeah, this man is different. You know, this, yeah. this really just shows that Tayo, Tayo's got some training to do, man. Right. It, and and it's just cool that we get this, like, level of, like, Momo showing because it's, like, we know that he's a high-ranking assassin. He's literally the, fo- the father of all of these prodigious assassins inside of the sibling cast. You know what I mean? So we know that he had to be cold, but it's been 130 chapters before we've really seen him throw hands like this. So up until this point, it's like, well, it makes sense that he has the status that he has if he has abilities that he's been showing us the entire series, like turning into flowers to avoid damage and, you know, very other like really subtle, like one shot and you're done kind of things. So it's like, okay, you're just broken in that way. But no, you have all of the fundamentals. Perfect. You have literally like if you took away all of that flower power, this motherfucker would be like one of the coldest humans on the planet. Yeah. 
Like, he never had to run. He just yeah. <laughs> didn't feel like fighting or didn't have time. He could have right? been washed He up. has the time now. <laughs> yeah. Today I got time, cuz. It's, <laughs> it's me day. And this fucking, yeah, on page five, bro, like, he was the big body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to page five he and just see me. fat back. <laughs> big ass back, he thick as shit. No. <laughs> that was funny. Not just the sweater. Yeah. I think we were commenting on that like a couple reviews ago too when he was at the coffee shop drinking all the soda. There was like a zoomed out shot of like them at the table and Buddy was like spilling out his clothes in a couple of different yeah. areas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, he's a big guy because you can see him on page uh, 10. He's a pretty solidly built dude. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They need to slap a beard on him for Christmas. Dress <laughs> yeah. up like Santa. Yeah. For real though. Oh, what if he attacks? Because we... like with the calendar stuff, he'd probably do that. What if there's a chapter where Momo attacks the family with like a Santa outfit and a bag full of like presents and bombs and oh, knives yeah. and shit? Oh my God. <laughs> I can see it. He's uh, like, hey I kids, I'm in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Family's supposed to be together for Christmas. Yeah. Dude, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. That's fucked. What you were gonna you were you were gonna say something, Eagle, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's awesome that we finally get the uh the exposition on these Sakudanbo things. Yeah. This chapter, the dark cherries, they're not actually brothers. his yeah. brothers. Yeah. But they're like plant beings that Tsubomi kind of birthed for him yeah. that can like collect semonine to help, you know, in terms of reviving my uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, pretty tight, and they're also pretty formidable in combat. So yeah, it was crazy because we were having the conversation like, bro, like, is there like an unknown like Yozakura uncle that hasn't been like introduced yet, and we're like finding out about him through this Sakuranbo Dark Cherry like transformation, like, because that was like a really dark point of the conversation, like, however many weeks ago when we first saw it. Or it's whatever. like, is he exhuming the remains of his relatives to like be the cores to these things? Uh... But yeah, brother. And we were like, we stuff. believed it too. Yeah, we did. I was like, yo, like we could totally see him I doing that. I was sold. That. Yeah, like that's totally sold. in the realm of like what he will do. You know what I mean? So, but that was just like really crazy to think about. But no, it's literally just these creatures <coughs> that were birthed from Subomi that he's just calling his brothers. Yeah, yeah like uh, poison ivy calling like plant golems their babies. Yeah, I, I wonder if uh, later, whenever we finally do get to like get the final confrontation with Momo before he's like. You know, officially completely defeated. Will there? Will the arc like? You know, you know how you got to go through the henchmen and shit before you get to the big bad. Will there be like yeah. these dark cherries, but like dark cherries perfected or ver version two? Will they like evolve and become like more like intelligent combat enemies or whatever that we have oh, to man. to fight through? It's like it's a Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's like a Nomu situation again. Almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say Sakuranbo yeah. plus Ultra. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw you were going there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> neurons fired simultaneously. Pew pew pew. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and then Kyoichiro is so like, hold on, bro. He pulls up. Grade me too, father. Yeah, he pulls up. He's like, grade me too. He's like, well, you always get full marks, so I want to make sure I grade you properly. So I'm a bounce for now. You could deal with these dark cherries, and I'm out this bitch. And I was like, aw. But then at the end of the chapter, Kyoichi Bro just fucking turns this shit into Roblox effortlessly. And I was like, yo. Where Roblox. Yeah, I was like, dude, Kyoichi Bro is so fucking cool, man. Like, this fucking oh, yeah. page on 18 where it's just like 
exploding into like ink splatters and shit. I was yeah. like, just effortless whew, one shot. I was like, damn, Kyoichiro really is the strongest sibling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do like that even though he is outclassed, you know, um, god damn, and we get another fucking on page 15, this motherfucker be dicky. I do like that even though he, as outclassed as he is, he does get a genuine like surprise attack in here on Momo right. that I've, I feel, yeah. if not for the Sakuranbo, yeah, definitely like had a possibility of at least like maybe drawing a little, maybe he like has to dodge it and it kind of draws a little bit of blood out of the cheek or something like i feel like he genuinely kind of got him here if not for the soccer ball although he seems pretty calm and collected uh, right. yeah um, I, re- I really hope he got him and it's not just uh i'll let you i'll, I'll let you cut my hair like you knew of... it would stop there right uh you know what's interesting is if you look at his eyes when you look at a momo's eyes they're always kind of a clouded grade over like he's not really there yeah type except shit. for two moments <clears throat> on page 11 where he the says in the end love always wins and the moment that, like, Tayo cuts his hair. He genuinely like, is having a sentimental moment right here in his mind saying, like, you really did kind of catch me. Yeah, like, you've grown a ton. Like, I, like, and you want, yeah. and, you know, like, and despite him being, like, as antagonistic as he is, like, he still wants to see the growth in these people, obviously, and especially yeah. in Tayo, because that is still his daughter. So he, whether or not he, like, actually stopped right there because he knew the blade would stop where it did and, like, let the hair be cut just so he could be like, oh, Tayo, you're doing it. Or maybe he stood exactly where he was because he's like, Tayo's not going to reach me. And then he actually did reach the hair. So now he's like, oh, okay, okay, you got farther than I thought you would. And I just think it's cool how he's just, like, so outclassed the entire time. And as soon as Tayo gets... Uh, you know flexed on like this he always learns the right lesson like right away from that yeah. you know what i mean and he's yeah. like okay so i couldn't do anything like five minutes ago but he then he thinks up the new strategy right away to get him a little bit farther he doesn't uh, entirely accomplish his goal but hitsuji gondaira gives him a little bit of progress even if it's not enough no matter what but he always has to get whooped first and then he's like all right all right i got you i'm gonna try this now and then it's like okay that was relatively effective and it's just a I good will- growth pace for tayo it's not too much too quick and it's not too slow. Fuck yeah. I appreciate that Tayo's like main strength is like rapid knowledge absorption mm-hmm. and like like intuitive cleverness, right? As soon as the Sakuranbo showed up, he's like, oh, I they're already loose to the ground. Pa <clears throat> use that, have hardening, like no hesitation, and that's the yeah. only that's the reason it works. Yeah. He's, he's like frighteningly he's like, adept. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to this assassin shit, you know, I mean, as someone who literally was introduced in the beginning of the series as like a regular, degular ass high school kid, he yeah. hit the books hard as shit when he mm-hmm. joined this house. You know what I mean? And I think it's really, you, you wanted to kind of just attribute it to like willpower, but like there is like a higher level cognitive situation going on here inside of Tayo compared to a lot of other like shonen MCs historically. So. He definitely has like a higher like analytical mind than I feel like a lot of people might notice. He's never been a meathead for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's crazy because he's got the hardening ability. He's gotten like the super broken, you know, like so menine like upgrade and whatnot, you know what I mean? With like the blossoming and like the white flowers or whatever and how it like counters like, you know, the dark flowers on the antagonistic side and whatnot. They've mm-hmm. given him a bunch, but they don't make him wildly broken in every moment yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. And that just feels really good. He has to use his head a lot of the times because he still is outclassed experience wise despite yeah. having such broken you know 
has such yeah. a broken kit. Yeah, he's got, he's yeah. got a lot of potential, but this man Momo is just on another level in terms right. of like all this hand to hand shit and just experience. Right. Well, yeah. I think it's really impressive because like as an MC for a shonen series that's at 134 chapters out now so far. A lot of, uh, I think that it speaks of the author's, like, strong, measured hand in, like, holding the reins of, like, power scaling for a character. Because we see a lot in so many series that we we all read, and, like, thing like, powers or abilities or skill sets or, like, tiers of difficulty, like, kind of getting ahead of the whole thing and, like, running away with the show. And you're like, okay, how do we balance this anymore but like that's never been a problem in yozakura family if there's an obstacle there's an answer but it doesn't feel like a cop-out and right it's like i think tying yeah. it back to plants is like a really good idea for like a power system or just like power scaling in general just because mm -hmm. that's like relatively familiar for a lot of people like i feel like the pseudoscience mm -hmm. involved can like you know really thrive just because like people just in general like know a decent amount about plants and how they like operate you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. so, like you can always just tie it back to some kind of botanical you know or a, a um plant-based like nature factor and people will be like oh okay bet yeah and momo's plan is it makes sense and it's understandable yeah. like he's he's sucking up nutrients and shit right. trying to get energy to power whatever ritual or machine is necessary to revive yes. yeah. his wife and shit right. like a critical so many mass yeah yeah um yeah. what do you think about the fact that the spy association is now actively working against <clears throat> yeah they're like hold on this motherfucker is tripping we need to get this dude out of here like in their like calling all cars like apb like type yeah, shit on so. this dude because he's wilding without any of the regular subtrusions <laughs> and stealth and guile that he usually has like he's yeah. off his rocker it's yeah. time to put him it's down. obviously uh some huge news man like yeah. i hope i don't know i have no idea what it'll entail obviously like we kind of know the gist of it like what what they want to happen but i hope uh izumo has kind of a, a, a little way to help him out a little bit at least mm -hmm. um but it definitely is kind of further reinforcement from gondaira like right Momo is literally doing active harm to the family that he claims he's trying to like help. Yeah. So it's it's and he's it's killing like random people indiscriminately to like right. accomplish yeah. these goals and whatnot. So like we have mass murder going on here, like serial yeah. killer shit happening, and the spy association is like, hey, we be killing people, but like yeah. not like this. Yeah, we need the, to, these like, dial these this people shit aren't back. targets. Yeah, these are like, civilians. Right, exactly. And the thing is that Momo has to know that the association would eventually start targeting him because like he went from being like you know man behind the curtain man underneath the fucking manhole in the ground like you never see this dude and he plays everything so safely and so quietly up until this point you know what i mean and now he's at a point where like yes he looks like he's unhinged and off his rocker and like crazy but he is still you know together up here strategically you know what I yeah, mean? So he yeah. has to know with his, like, huge breadth of experience that eventually the Spy Association is going to target him for what he's doing right now. So he is going well, to be prepared for this, I want to say. There's also the fact that, like, the Spy Association may be targeting the Yozakura family as a whole. Mm. Well, oh, it does say yeah, it disposal says, it of says, the Yozakura yeah, family. Yeah, it says disposal of the family. Based on the wording, oh, it's man. not just, not right. just <clears throat> Momo. And they're yeah. like, because of Momo, 
we've deemed the entirety of the Ozakura bloodline too much of a threat. How can you guarantee that these people aren't going to end up like Momo yeah. again? And we'd have mm. to deal with this again. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it reminds me of that moment in solo leveling Uh-oh. where at the end of the series, Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, um, I I dropped solo. Yeah. This is this is this is this is for the this is for the re- listeners. But oh, like, for sure. Spoilers, spoilers for the ending of uh, solo leveling. He saves the world. Great. But then the government's like, "Do we have to kill you? We can't control you." And he's like, "You really want me to do all the work of saving the world and then trying to kill me? Do you want me to destroy the world? Yeah. Yeah. Just leave me alone." Just leave me alone. I actually know what you're talking about because just the other day, actually, I was in Discord with someone, and I think it was Kichi, and he was like, let me go read this last chapter of solo leveling real quick. And I was like, I dropped it at the Chimera, after the Chimera Antark, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me go read the last chapter too. And I like went to the last chapter and got to that scene where he's at the table with the dude in the suit, and he's like, mm-hmm. yo, so you're just gonna fucking try to kill me after I'm done being useful to you? I saved the world, and now you don't have any like more reason to like keep how me are employed. you good yeah so now you're like scared of me and you want to like take me out now that i've like handled the threat that you couldn't handle like that's kind of you want me to up. be the threat yeah Do you want me to be the threat because i will yeah that was tight i remember that <laughs> it uh it makes me think though like is this another like five brain tactic by momo like him causing all this shit he like you said he he has to know that the spy association is going to react so they're right. going to send people to try and take out the family is that him his way of like bringing creating the family another obstacle. together yeah and like now we them have to team up against them, them. Yeah. yo now now we have a common enemy besides other than the fact that i'm you know you guys see me as an enemy right now but like now we can work together as a family eliminate like the spy association who is this big organization that does not agree with what i'm trying to do but mm. also like you know, you guys are going to grow stronger. Into, you didn't yeah. do anything wrong, and yet they're yeah. trying to get rid of you. That's not fair. We yeah. have a common enemy now. Let's go get them. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Daddy will come and you know, Dad, Dad, gave, put this problem on you guys. He'll come and save the day, and he, yeah. you know, tried makes it look like he's cleaning it Munch up. Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, it's like, it's like you. I may have been poisoning you, but like, <laughs> I'm taking care of you as your best. Yeah, it's like this is your fault that this is happening. Like. Anyway, yeah, that's going to create even more conflict inside of the cast because they're already in a really awkward situation just having to fight the dad in general. And now that we have all of this information about what Momo has been doing and killing all of these people, now the Yozakura family is actually like, okay, priority number one. But then now if you introduce the situation where the entire spy family is against them, they would have no choice probably, or maybe they would have a choice. We'll see how it's written. But like, I want to assume that they're going to get to a situation where it's like, yeah, we really got to stop this guy, but the Spy Association is actually after us. We might really and have to, in our ways. We might actually have to team up with Momo here, and yeah. like, that's just going to be whiplash, bro. Like, oh my god, like, what is the right thing to do? Like, what is the correct course of action? Do we fucking not team up with Momo and then have Momo as an obstacle as well as the Spy Association? Like, yeah. you know, or do it's we like... just team up with him, deal with that, and then try to beat him after? It's just so awkward and weird. Kinda 
kind of like being forced to, you know, do the tower tournament of power and have Frieza on your team. It's like, this guy right. sucks. We yeah. got to take him out. But like, we really need his help right now because yeah. like right. they just they just initiated fucking John Wick on us and <laughs> sent like yeah, the entire the fucking call. <laughs> yeah, like all, all of the world's assassins are coming for us now. And yeah. like, oh, man, it's um, major. Well, you know, that might function as sort of like Tayo's new training arc. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like defending the family for a while and then also them like they'll have to go through that period where they'll have to fight a bunch of people and then they'll have that point where they have to argue their case for, you know, the idea of like a social contract among killers. Where it's just like, hey man, we're not worth like targeting like this. Right. You know, we're on the same side. Yeah. We want to get rid of Momo as well. He's crossed the line, that kind of thing. Right. I just I can see it. It's just like gain conditions, you know, like mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, you can operate, but you have to do this, this, and this, and have like an exchange of power and favor or something like that. Um, Mom- yeah. Momo could essentially be forcing uh, his family mm-hmm. to get rid of his his enemies at the spy association. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people, people who would get in the way of his research, like his family oh, yeah. might not have all the resources to to figure out where and what he's doing, but like the spy association could probably catch wind and it's like, let me get my family to 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 keep these guys' hands full. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so that he can infiltrate the spy association. Oh yeah. So then the spies oh, yeah. come after the Yozakura family and distract him, and then he goes back into his like you know fucking. He like does high high movement ability, like you know, uh, disappear into flowers, like type yeah. you know, shit to do some. What sub- if he like fills the spy association building with like Sakuranbo? Like, oh, that's a potted ficus. Cool, plant, plant, and then just waits for the day he needs it. Yeah. Boom, explosive growth. The entire yeah. like spy association already but, tired after fighting the Yozakura family get drained and he's like yes you are higher quality nutrients excellent good good yeah good. Oh, you no. can like introduce a virus into like their whole system by you know them getting distracted dealing with his family he can right. sneak in and hack their computers or something who knows yeah, yeah. that'd be crazy see what shit. they know about him yeah <clears throat> I don't know if I had anything else for Yozakura family this week though yeah I think that's about all I had as well um the last thing I had to say was on page six when he says okay. you have zero points. The little three panels to the left of his face, I really liked like the motion in that middle panel and then like the kind of like speed blur mm-hmm. that you kind of get for like the feeling of like approaching Momo's head. Mm-hmm. Um, I really quite liked that into the transition to like seven, and I yeah. thought that was like a fantastic, like well done cinematic feel for like a two D print medium. Yeah, that was real good. Only other thing I had was that I was personally kind of getting to uh, starting to feel like maybe Yozakura might be getting towards his end, but uh, this this new shit at the end kind of it it, give, it lets us know that there's at least one more arc between you yeah. know now and the 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 final conflict with Momo and I I don't know if I said it here I don't know if I said it on the show or, or just in conversation but I really want there to be like 
like a second family. Like, uh, and I don't know if you guys ever seen Codename Kids Next Door, but they had like the delightful children from down the lane. I want like another yeah. spy family who's like a rival, but like, yeah, you know, we don't have like a where's rival the, family. The second best family. Yeah, I thought yeah. we were gonna like, get like some fucking the McCoys. Yeah, I thought we were. Yeah. Gonna, I thought we were eventually gonna like you know go out into like some Game of Thrones houses kind yeah. of like rivalry Lots like situation. I yeah. want to see another like faction that's like, like together, like Stark them. versus Targaryen, like Yoshikura yeah. versus you know whoever. This would be the perfect would, time. Yeah, this would be the time to to introduce the second best family in the spy world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a gold rank meeting, so that like we're gonna get yeah probably a lot of big players here. Yeah, the yeah. world building is about to be insane in the next couple of chapters, and I'm so yeah. here for it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I think that's about does it for Yoshikura then. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into Jujutsu Kaisen chapter number 188. Motherfucking admire. No, what's the name of the chapter? Fuck, I was. That's the name of the song. Got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tokyo number two, colony number. Or Tokyo number two, colony, part seven. Jesus Christ. So we got it. Far. We got there. We got oh. there. We, we made it. <laughs> Anyways, I think, it's, I think it's hilarious and awesome that Gege literally, like, wrote a song for this chapter. Right. And, like, yeah. I guess the way I interpreted it was it was kind of supposed to be played over the events of the chapter. And in the anime in a couple of years or whatever, we'll see it kind of represented that way. Yeah. But it, it was a little confusing. Like, is that how you guys kind of took it as well? Well, because, like, we know that when he hits the jackpot or whatever, the music is following him throughout his four minutes and 11 seconds as he fights Kashimo, uh -huh. like, last chapter, the chapter before, or whatever. You could see the musical notes, like, in every panel with Hikari. And then there's, like, the Billie Jean reference, you know, like, as he's, like, grabbing his crotch and, like, dancing while boxing him or whatever. So we know music is playing while he's invincible or whatever. But um, I, I don't think we knew what the song was until right now. And I personally, I think yeah. you should have just had the lyrics for Billie Jean right here. Because it's like, you did the reference. You did the whole thing. Billie yeah, <laughs> you probably got to dodge copyright or whatever. You probably yeah, can't copyright. do that. Yeah, 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 but like, it's just like, man, now that like, that veil has been shattered. It's like, I was listening to Billie Jean, like reading the fucking chapters over again and whatnot. And like. Now it's like no, it's this made-up song for the manga it's like, that we made up. Is yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll probably follow the same like rhythm and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of like how like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and like Hot Cross yeah. Buns are like the same like thing or whatever. Yeah, it'll probably go along the maybe, same. Maybe maybe like... not those two, but you know what I'm talking about. There's like yeah. children's like rhymes that, that follow the same like you know melody or whatever. I like it though. It gives a little God, more to the <laughs> gives a little more to the world building, you know, yeah. letting us know that hey, like this 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 there's musicians in this world. There ain't just boxing. People yeah. making songs out here. Right, yeah. And right just having this first page be the lyrics to the song is just like points for immersion anyway. Yeah. yeah. It it reminded me of like if you do actually if you're somebody who like buys like jump magazine or whatever, you turn the page and you see this and you're like, What the fuck is this? And then at the bottom it's like this manga is Jujutsu Kaisen. You're like, Okay, so I so th this isn't a random insert page. Best in case yeah. You're worried. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not a mistake. I don't have a rare yeah. magazine that I can sell for whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and Gege's gonna have you know, people, people singing this shit, you know what I'm saying? It says right here, sing it loud at school, work, yeah. or in the bath. Like, I right. bet people in Japan, maybe even people in the West, like, have this song stuck in their head, never even heard it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Type yeah. shit. 
The way this chapter started, though, man, was so fucking tight, bro. Yes. Just nine straight pages of high-octane action panels before we even got any type of dialogue, monologue, narration, right. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a double-page spread on two. And, this is a, um, real quick, sorry. This is a double-page spread on two and three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I have and it on my I, I have it on my vertical screen, so I have to like click through it or whatever. And then uh, there's another uh, double spread on you know six and seven, of course. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Nine straight pages of just straight action, no dialogue. I love that so much from Gege, and uh, yeah. I feel like it. I don't know. It works so well for him, they, them in particular, um, because of how smoothly the action just flows through the panels in this manga. And like we've said it many times on the show, we've you know commended that. You know, I just can't praise it enough in this chapter specifically. Right. You know, like when they're volleying the fucking shipping container back. Yeah. Like he said, um, Kashimo said, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The motion blur, like on two and three on the the double page spread is like really Mm -hmm. fucking cool as Kashimo is like running so fast. I, I I feel like I haven't felt speed, you know, like this, like in a while you know what i mean like just like the blur against kashimo's like movement following it down that like diagonal decline like down the page like really puts me in the scene like i feel like i'm moving yeah. that quickly with the them. buildings in the background is yeah like the way that it's like so i don't even know how to explain it it's almost like like um like you took a pencil and you have like you know um hard shit underneath the paper and you yeah. fucking like you know just like quickly swipe the pencil over oh, the yeah. the hard shit underneath the paper to Take create an that like yeah like an etching. Why yeah. can't I find words? I'm so I'm like, bad I at that. that because of poneglyphs in one piece. Yeah, like yeah. Like I'd be like yeah. I'd be just like so like verbose and just like saying way too much to say something so simple. And then you or Mello or Yato will be like this, and I'll be like, yeah, two words, you did it. Like fuck. <laughs> But continue though with with yeah i was just saying like it's just like cool how it has that like etched you know like effect like to create that like motion blur it feels very like you know 3d it does look like like immersive that's crazy yeah Mm -hmm. really really want to see this in the anime where they're just fucking banging these fucking shipping containers back and forth yeah and you can feel the movement like as like on page three like as hikari is like coming to the the shipping container that he's about to punch like that perspective is so gas because we already have the setting and just yeah jumps and just so smoothly you can feel it right like i think just like this page in general like creates the speed of motion so well that by the time you get to that bottom left panel of hikari midair about to punch the shit you like really feel like you're like on the way to it with them you're like you're like both jumping to punch it at the same time like as i'm reading it i'm like (gasps) you know for the first time or whatever it was just like so good and then he fucking rocks that shit kashima's like bet boom knocks it back and then they keep getting closer to each other knocking the fucking shipping container back and forth and then by the time they're you know super close to each other it's just until it's just that's just cool as hell yeah. So, so when I imagined it, I thought of like that kind of hollow sound you get from like hitting those drums and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about like the music is playing and I'm thinking about it animated with the theme song playing in the background and like the the if they do like really tight editing, they could do strike drum beat, strike yeah. drum beat, 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 beat. To beat, the beat, beat would be beat. insane. And then, like, Man. And then, like 
if you go to that 6-7 where they are approaching each other and pummeling that thing flat as they approach, just the drum solo, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that'd be so good. I completely forgot, like, during this, that there's music playing, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen that, like, take into account when they animate this. And, like, the part on page 8 where Kashimo is expecting, like, the little, like, thinking ahead, like, just kind of foreshadowing. I was like, man, I feel like he's doing really, really well. Like, you can see the, like, the breadth of experience where he's like, oh, I'm not just doing this to do this. <coughs> this fight feels good. I'm doing this to kill you. Like, right. yeah. I'm going to yeah. be thinking ahead of you yeah. the entire way. And it's just like, it just kept through. And I think Hikari's just been, you know, exceeding expectations after being outwitted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing about the action, I guess. Um, the dude when he fucking bashes him in the face with the door of the shipping <laughs> container, dude. Did like I don't know if I've felt something more in manga for a for a while. Like, <laughs> <makes you nosy. laughs> and you see his face just like come apart, and his yeah. fucking teeth are flying and shit. And then the next gory ass panel on the next yeah, page. where he just has no skin on the face, like no yeah. nose, nose just gone. Like, oh yeah, my no god. Island. And it's crazy yeah. too because they like finally finish bashing down the shipping <laughs> container and then Hikari goes for the super right hook and Kashimo seems to like backflip over it while grabbing the door. Well, and he then, like grabs the door and kind of like just kicks his legs up yeah. out of the way. Oh, yeah, there we go. Slips back up. and just Yeah, bow. yep. So he grabs the door, lifts himself up to dodge, take and then on the way down, baps him downward with the door. And then uppercuts it with him. Afterwards. I think he's kicking him. Oh. I think he's kicking him on the way down. He kicks him down, and then, and then he oh, comes, okay. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. comes back with the back swing. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. You see too. the you see the uh, the line of kind of the of motion impact. action yeah. impact yeah. line um, coming from kind of his leg there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just also following like the same trajectory of like his like it seems like he's like the, the follow through of the door. It's like also yeah. following yeah, that path. Yeah, it does look like that, but I think mm -hmm. yeah, like I like I was about to say, it looks yeah. more like a heel that's hitting his face. When yeah, he comes yeah. Back yeah. The art. that makes a lot more sense, absolutely, because you can um, see the moment of contact for this attack above the panel where he has the the shipping container in his uh, door in his hand, and yeah, that looks more like a foot or something than a door. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. plus he's like jumping above him. His feet are like up there. The door is still like in yep. the ground or oh. on the ground, so he's using it. You're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. There's just like, it just doesn't work physically for him to yeah. have brought this fucking door down in the panels that, in the panel sequence that we got. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I love that Kashimo kind of affirms what something Melo and I were talking about on the last show mm -hmm. um, in the Jujutsu Kaisen segment where mm -hmm. we were kind of like, there has to be some kind of limit to this, you know, automatic passive regeneration, like only because if you destroy his brain completely, you would think that's kind of enough to do it. Like, how can you come back from something like that? So right. he does kind of affirm that in this chapter where he's like, if I can, you know, deal enough damage to his brain where the, re where the reverse curse technique stems from, mm -hmm. then theoretically I should be able to kill him even in the unkillable state, which yeah, basically almost happens. But then, <coughs> yeah. but I think Lakari's only able to, what, mm -hmm. what was that? Oh, I was just going to say, if you look back at like hidden inventory, when we first got information about reverse curse technique from Gojo, basically when he was fighting Toji, Toji Didn't hit him with the else fucking say it stem from the palms or some shit. I don't remember that. I, I do know that um, Yuta shot like reverse curse technique like out 
or a reverse curse energy like out through his hands or some shit during the he did with his mouth fight. too when he, he bit did him it with his mouth and like i think they said something about his like I, I remember the mouth for sure when he like french kissed him and blew his fucking brains out or whatever yeah but then yeah. like i, I could have sworn there was like you know dialogue or, or something that um or narration that that let us know that it was coming out of his hands too or whatever but in in hidden inventory when gojo is fighting toji toji sneaks him with the fucking inverted spear of heaven and like fucking stabs him in the throat rips it out stabs him in the fucking femur like 17 times and then takes, <laughs> yeah and then takes a different curse tool and stabs him right in the forehead like on his way down as he's falling after the blitz or whatever yeah so like and then that was when gojo was like okay i'm gonna stop fighting back and just focus all of my shit on reverse curse technique so i can heal myself and then when he pulls back up on toji after he goes and gets paid for the job like gojo has a scar like on his forehead from when he got like stabbed in the brain and shit or whatever he still well, like, yeah, has a little like, like thing there so getting one stab wound to the brain is like yeah a little different than just like fully getting your shit charged like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah complete like, obliteration that yeah. is true too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. i think the only thing that prevented that from happening was that like it like kind of like we saw hakari kind of augments the passive reverse curse technique with like actively expulsion you know expelling like the first, yeah. First yeah. energy from his yeah. nostrils yeah i think that I, yeah i think that the the charge like you know because like it is lightning speed and it does just like instantly zap you and damage you or whatever but we can clearly see on 11 from panel to panel how that energy is building in his skull you know what yeah. i mean like you see the veins start coming out so this is either like this is probably like really compressed time like this is like literally milliseconds of him thinking think and feeling this and then going this is gonna blow my brain up i need to start healing right now and then yeah, by yeah. the time the explosion would have blown his head up the reverse curse technique has kind of gotten ahead of it and is like well, starting to from a passive mode to yeah. like actually active reverse curse technique right yeah he's mm -hmm. like learning on the fly like how to use reverse curse technique like actively instead of just because of the overwhelming amount of energy flowing from mm -hmm. from the invincibility so he's like wait a minute if i just focus real hard i can stop this in its tracks and then he like shoots it, it out of his fucking nose and like blood yeah. is fucking flying everywhere like that was like the beastest shit ever it reminds me a lot of like when like uh swordsman or just like martial artists or something like that like there's like a moment in hunter hunter where killua tries to like kill machi in the phantom troop arc he like augments his hand like give him the the same uh claws that ripped out johannes's like heart in the hunter exam yeah. he like does that and like tries to attack machi with it and then machi like takes it to the gut and then like flexes her fucking like stomach muscles around his hands so he couldn't get the fucking hand mm -hmm. back and shit or like when fucking zoro's fighting uh killer in in uh wano and he fucking hits him yep. with the scythe through the fucking titty and then he like flexes his titty and doesn't let him get the scythe back it's like the same level of like beast mode is like mm -hmm. that in this scene for me yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh yeah he's he says he ejects my cursed energy out of his nose so it's like he's rerouting it too like i guess all of it mm -hmm. is it like staying like he, he's getting hit with it but he's he's kind of like opening a second path for the for the cursed energy to go mm -hmm. out of his nose instead of just if, fucking oh yeah yeah i feel good that he does that because i think about like if you think about like a lot of martial arts stuff which a lot of the jujutsu stuff is based off of like mm -hmm. chi and cursed energy and stuff like breathing techniques is like the one of the first things we talk about like mm -hmm. breaker right one of mm -hmm. the first thing he does 
work out a ton, and then, you know, breathing techniques. Yes. For circulation of energy and i was yeah. like all right all right this this totally consistency tracks. i love yeah. that yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, but real good. <clears throat> it this this spice is just just really interesting because like i feel like neither i feel like neither person has really shown everything they can like hikari is just it's weird because hikari is like give me a point so i can make a rule and kashimo is like i'm gonna beat your ass and you can tell me where sakuna is but like <laughs> <laughs> but like this is a kill move like yeah. no there's no you know no way around it you Kashimo is not expecting this man to survive a lightning bolt to the brain right and then he's he and, and like when he heals he's like you almost got me he's he doesn't like oh shit you know that was that was fucked up let me back up he's like you almost yeah. got me bruh yeah he's like, my the, brain having the time of his life yeah <laughs> but it's still cool dog let's yeah, keep going it's like fun yeah, it reminds me of um, Elusive Samurai when the the rematch with Shokan, where mm-hmm. like Shokan like sees that they're coming down on the uh, on the wooden pillars that are on fire yeah. or whatever, and he's like, "Hold on, wait a minute, we can't fight this. It's time to retreat." He whistles for his generals and then goes down the fucking embankment, and then Tokiyuki follows him down there and like almost gets stabbed in the face on the way down, and he's like, "Dude, I thought you wanted to have a conversation," and he's like, "Your death is fine too. Like if I would have yeah. killed you right there, cool. But since I didn't, now I, I want information from you." <laughs> Yeah. It's on the table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shit like that. The fact that Kashimo's staff came back into play. Love that. It's fucking so nutty. It's so incredible. Like, just such a great representation of his extremely high level of, like, combat awareness in terms of, like, positioning. Right? Mm -hmm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the fact that the way it was explained didn't even really seem like it was meant to be an offensive attack. It was more so just, like, an ability meant for him to retrieve like a stockpile of cursed energy that's accumulated mm-hmm. in the staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, he just like in this instance yeah. uses, you know, adaptability to use it as an offensive ability because yeah. the pathing was going right through Hikari's body. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a situation where it's like Kashimo knows that he's got to tag you with his hands in order to put those positive charges on you in order to activate his like negative charges and create the zap, he, yeah. there has to be some contact involved. But if he charges up the Nyoibo <clears throat> staff with electricity, then even if he's in a situation where he can't land a hit, he still has a reserve of charged up electrical power over yeah, here that he can call yeah. in case he can't reach his normal conditions. Yeah, I don't cool. even know that he hit him. I think, like, because in that panel where the bolt is passing through him mm-hmm. there's no like impact lines no impact that's what i'm that's what i'm saying like that. is that like is that like so in this so after he <clears throat> comes out of the healing his brain it's all hakari yeah like just yeah. beating his ass until boom the fucking staff starts buzzing and there's an electrical current that he's calling and hakari yeah. just so happens to be in the way of that yeah. recall so yes. that's why he, he got fucking himself. Yeah, yeah that's I why don't he think got it. His... Just so yeah. happens, that was right? Well, yeah, that. like he set it up, but I'm saying like he didn't yeah. meet the original condition of hitting him with his hands to put positive yeah. charges on him because Akari yeah. just rushed him coming out of the last zap that he tried. He yeah. tried yeah. to zap his. He built up the charges in hand to hand combat. Tried to blow up his brain. Hakari countered it and then just started whooping him. And Kashimo didn't get a hit in himself. And then yeah. now all of a sudden there's an electrical current coming even though he never placed new charges on Hikari. And that's because yeah, he yeah. charged the staff, positioned Hikari 
in front of the the pathway between him and the staff so then when yep. he recalls that well, energy hakari just so happens to be in the <laughs> way of it and that's why he took yeah. the damage despite not having any positive charges on him yeah like how... uh sorry go ahead oh no great great Small. uh the tcb scans uh i i reread them mm -hmm. after the the one comment on like the last episode because for a while i just stopped after a while i was oh doing... yeah i do i do remember yeah. seeing that someone was like you yeah. guys should read and the tcb scans more often like, it's like dude we do every time what do you mean like normally we do normally yeah. do but I, don't. I was slacking so i was like i was like i, yeah. I don't want like, spoilers i want to i want to go in fresh you know yeah like, and not like we as in like all of us but like we yeah. we make a point to comment on mm -hmm. the difference between tcb or yeah. fan translations it and references... the officials pretty often on this show so mm -hmm. yeah it references the noibo staff like it calls it the noise staff yeah and yeah that's why i said that that's right they it's call not in it here. yeah they call it like returning electrical strike or and in author's notes like it's a returning electrical stroke kind of thing like that so oh wow this is actually way to... different kashimo retrieve mm -hmm. cursed energy as electrical feedback along a chosen route through hikari and then if you go to that exact same panel on tcb kashimo used the lightning's return stroke to pull back the charge accumulated in the noise staff Landing mm -hmm. a direct a direct hit on Hikari, who was between himself and the staff. That feels yeah, yeah. a lot better. I mean, like yes. they're both like saying like the same thing, the obviously. Same thing. Yeah. But like the TCB translation for it just like feels a, a lot more, more thorough. thorough. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Gives and you, you get this translator note right here too, in between mm -hmm. the not just you Hikari panel and the Kashimo used the lightning return stroke panel, and it says Gege used this combination of kanji return electricity strike in parentheses explaining that and then instead of oh, okay so it's just a talking about a difference in the kanji that was that yeah. was used or whatever okay okay mm -hmm. but i really uh, like that yeah uh it, it's crazy to see the distance like the, this big page you see like where the staff is to like where yeah. it's zapping mm -hmm. is like these guys yeah. traveled this much like distance in like two minutes no like time. they were fucking flying yeah, and yeah. then uh this panel like right is the, the panel where it's like costume over tree the energy you see the lightning like coming through before it does the damage it's kind of like you know you see you see the flash of lightning or before the thunder or whatever yeah, like, yeah type shit and, yeah so it's, it's cool you know you see it and then like Next page. You see it on Hikari's face at that moment too. He's, he's like, like oh, yeah. He's like, ah, oh, shit. He probably feels all tingly, yeah. like, oh no, like he probably like, then, hairs ra hairs raising on his fucking arms in the back of his neck and shit. Like, oh shit. <laughs> in the anime, maybe like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, they give yeah. a fucking poofed out afro. <laughs> Yo. Like the hairs on the back of his neck start to stand up as it passes through him or yeah. some shit. Like, yeah, type shit. That'd be like, fucking sick. Yeah. Go slow mo for a second. Yeah. He, uh, Kashimo, like, comments on him getting faster, and I think that happened, I, I guess, in the last, like, as the thing is winding down, he gets faster, because that happened in the last chapter, too, yeah. when, uh, Hikari and, uh, and Kashimo were fighting, and then Hikari had that, like, fucking Hisoka moment, and then he, like, yeah. put, he, he tosses Kashimo, and then he stays there for a second, and then, like, there's a couple times where you see Hikari just vanish, and yeah. he's just, like, on, on Kashimo. That happens here, too, like, Kashimo right. goes for a punch, Hikari just out of there gone nowhere nowhere which to be seen and then because, he appears again yeah which is weird because it's like like how you already have infinite 
first energy at the start yeah. of the four minute and 11 second mark. So like, why would the increase in speed happen towards the end? It can't be that you're getting more cursed energy because you're already at yeah. an infinite level. So I think it's just him going, I have a couple seconds left. I need to put my fucking all into these last couple of seconds. And then it's yeah. like maximum potential of that infinite amount of cursed energy that he has access to, like maximum effort for the final like 30 seconds or whatever, which would mean that he's like, <coughs> maybe technically holding back yeah, until that's, then? That's what I was going to say. I think, I still well, think he's holding back. Yeah. Well, I don't I know that he's necessarily he's... holding back. I think that he just heats up over time because it goes oh, back. Yeah. To, I saw somebody post on Twitter, mm -hmm. I can't remember, a panel of Utah saying like, oh yeah, Hikari, you know, he's even strong. You know, once he gets worked up, once he's on a roll, he's stronger than I am. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like there's still scenarios that we haven't seen back, thinking back to like the, you know, the big diagram panel of all the scenarios and shit laid out. I feel like we still haven't seen, like, the highest tier scenario, which wouldn't surprise me if, you know, in a near-death experience or maybe even, like, the third or fourth time he expands his domain is when that would come out. I got a theory. Okay. Coming up. Okay. So people are like, oh, you're fucked. He's dying out. He's going to bleed out. He doesn't have enough cursed energy to regenerate that stuff. The brain... They established in this chapter that the brain is the core of, you know, reverse curse technique. Mm -hmm. So the jackpot domain happens regardless if he does anything. And so if Kashimo doesn't actively, like, kill him right away and just lets, waits, waits it out, there's a chance that the brain will die last, right? Like, because the brain is one of the last things that dies. Yeah. Like, the heart can die. The body can be physically pronounced dead, but there will still be, like, a little bit of your brain that's brain still, like, firing at synapses. Mm -hmm. So what he waits it out, his brain is still firing as he's effectively dead. Jackpot brings him back, just regenerates him from that moment. Oh, because he's going to get a jackpot no matter what because of the previous, you know, scenes where he used his domain expansion. And, like, I don't know anything about Pachinko. Obviously, we've talked about that a couple of times. He says but, he's super lucky. But I, yeah. but I, yeah. it's a higher yeah. probability for another jackpot. In the yeah. Right, I exactly. Think... So I think we're at a point now where it's, like, jackpot no matter what or some shit. Yeah. I and think like jackpot's I think... the first one. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, he could expand the domain and just fall over. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, Kashima will be like, all right, so what, I just got to wait for, like, his curse energy to run out, and then his domain goes away. I, like, effectively won or whatever, but then the jackpot's going to ding, yeah. and he's the... going to be Undertaker, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. rise up like the Undertaker. Or like, like, it could be a scenario thing. where, like, he's like, oh, fuck, I don't remember this scenario. What do I got to do to stop it? Because he can actively interfere with kind of the shit that's going on, like, because I yeah. remember, I think somebody was saying, like, oh, yeah piss yourself or get off at this next stop or some shit like that to try nah, to that was the for the, the character because like charles bernard already tried to interact with the yeah, characters right there's yeah. no physical way to interact with them okay, they're just yeah. doing sound bites and like projected images yeah so there's no way to really interfere with them the only thing that you can interfere with is the kurt sorcerer itself yeah that's yeah. right that's right yeah, and i was on. i was gonna say <laughs> that too because I, I could have sworn i remembered that charles was like i'm all right, all right, all right. So it's this, this, that, and this. Let me see what I can go here. And it was just like no effect or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the opponent isn't actually playing the game. They just got to beat Hakari before he gets a jackpoint. But I think yeah. I think part of the rules was that like on his fourth go, like on his fourth thing, he gets a guaranteed jackpot. So I think this is actually just guaranteed jackpot here. Yeah. I'd have to, to look oh, again. Yeah, because this is... This is his third activation. I mean, his fourth activation. 
Oh, right. And I, I, I want to say, I don't know Arthur, if there, there's got to be like something else as the reason why this is a guaranteed jackpot, because I, I can't. And, and again, I don't fucking play pachinko, but I want to say yeah. that it feels weird that a pachinko machine would just automatically give you a jackpot just because you tried it three times already. And yeah, like yeah. everybody would just like win a bunch of money their fourth time playing the game, like no matter what True. or whatever. So there has to be like some kind of other condition that allows this to be a guaranteed jackpot. I know it's like a four consecutive whatever, and then yeah. you get one, but I I don't think it's just four consecutive tries gets you an automatic I jackpot. I think it's like... It might be like the hat trick thing where it's like one, two, three, like um, jackpots in a row, right? Or like if you get like three strikes at bowling, you get like a turkey and you get like bonus points. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and like good things happen in threes. You see in like superstition and like gambling all the time, people see patterns. It's a prime number, you know? It's right. like, yeah. Could be like a pity system too, or like just Hakari. You know, we know Hakari stacks the deck. You know, his Fight Club right. stuff. He stacks the matches and shit. So there could be there could be just more to it that yeah. that like the player that we don't know or whatever. Right. Um. Just I still just it's weird that like Hakari still hasn't used everything. Like Hakari hasn't tried to like hit Kashima with the doors that he attacked yeah, Yuji he's with. Yeah, not using There's his still... like, actual curse technique yeah, coming he's out just of the been, domain. He's just been he's just been hands. fisting him. Yeah, yeah. it's like just we know he has more moves. <laughs> we know he has more stuff. Like he hasn't tried to like cut him in half with a door or like yeah. he hasn't blocked with the door. He's literally just been hands. Yeah, we saw that and... one technique against Yuji where he like did this kind of motion like with yeah. his hands and then the doors came out or whatever. So like that was his yeah. technique there. But he literally has not used it rate. ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just moving too fast because like, I mean we've commented on how fast this is all moving. Maybe it's just like it has to be hands because he don't even got the time to like wait for the channeling. You know? Oh, the sure, show, sure. What's Maybe. the delay on the curse execution? Yeah, yeah. I want to assume that like your like, curse you technique. Was too fast, but like for a, a sorcerer of this level. Like... Yeah. I know the doors uh, in That's that one point, page. Though, yeah. I think I think in the one in that one page when they were going over the rules, they were talking about like there's like three or four different color doors, and there was like a golden door that had like the most speed. Like they had speeds on the doors. Mm -hmm. Um. But just I don't know. It just feels weird. And like uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I was when I when I was a guest, I was saying I had the theory about like Kashimo using rules uh, points as a, as a as like an offensive measure. I was saying that like I think how this is going to end or a big a big thing that may happen is that Kashimo may Kashimo has a hundred points. Right. Yeah. He, he was the first person we saw with two hundred points. Yeah. And. I was saying that I think Kashimo might implement a rule making it so that, like, you need, in order to activate your domain, you need to spend five points. Somebody like Hikari, who wouldn't have gone out and killed random people, wouldn't have any points, so he can't do it. So, like, right. I feel like that'd be a perfect way to stop this endless chain of domain um, expansion domains. But, like, what, what, what kind of uh, stopped me from having that thought uh, a week or two ago was when. When Hikari was like, if I beat you, give me a points. And Kashima was like, okay, but like if I win, you tell me what Sukuna is. And I kind of felt like he was like having like this honor honorable agreement, like, okay, I won't use my points yeah. for something because I promise this guy if he beats me. But then Kashima tries to blow this man's head off. And it's right. like 
if you blow his head off, you can't get information about Sakota. Like, right. what, what's the what's the game plan here, and how is this going to be resolved? I want to say Hashimoto's like another... never held back ever in his yeah. life. Yeah, and I, and I want to say that another possible route that Kashimo could be going here is that like we could see a counter expansion of his domain now, right? Because yeah. you want to say, well, if he had a domain, why hasn't he used it yet? And that can be you know tied back to all kinds of like honorable factors. You know what I mean? Like I only want think that my domain should be used against Sakuna or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like you are not like worth, like I can kill you without Ooh. it as like a test to like myself to see where I'm at, see how tight I am type shit. Like, yeah, you're broken, but if I, I feel like I can still kind of deal with you despite yeah. how broken you are. But now it's at a point where it's like, okay, you should have been dead here, but you're expanding a domain again. Okay. Well, now I could probably just use mine then since this isn't yeah. going to end unless I do. You know, now he probably like if he does has a, if he does have a domain, I think he uses it here. You know, and yeah. and I think that, that could, could be another possible have, way to go. Uh, a weird condition, right? Because like you know they have the heavenly restrictions and they impose things on themselves to like gain power. What if his domain is like like Yato said, customized for Sakuna, and his condition is that he can oh, only use it once. Yeah. Whoa. He's like, Whoa. I designed this thing for Sakuna. It's an anti-Sakuna domain. Yeah, but you don't design like, your, uh, you don't design your techniques in Jujutsu Kaisen. That's he, he he could have put like a restriction on it, They're like some sort of heavenly restriction type yeah, thing. Maybe like, I will use this on Sakuna only. Maybe one. heavenly or, heavenly uh, restrictions are like placed upon you. I mean, uh, though. Not. I mean, uh, just a binding vow. Yeah, binding yeah, vow. Yeah, I wonder if you can binding. interact with your own techniques in that way for domain expansion. That would be for some pretty. Says cool like next time I use it, it'll be a hundred times stronger, but I'll only use it on Sakuna. Yeah. yeah. Domain twice because lightning strikes twice or something Ooh, like that. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two shots. That's it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, Really ready would, to see. Yeah, I would just think it would be cool if, like, he had a domain this whole time and just didn't use it because of ego, and now he's like, okay, well, I have to fucking use it because this dude is not going to stop, and I thought I could kill yeah. him anyway, but I guess I can't, so Ryoiki Tenkai. Yeah, I'm just really surprised that they these guys have only been throwing hands. Kashimoto's throwing in, you know, a lightning bolt here and there, but, like, for the most part, it's just been boxing. It's like, yeah. we know Hikari has, like, the doors... So, like, he hasn't used that for reasons. It could be just the fight's going too fast. And, like, this guy, this guy is boxing with people. He's just going around beating the shit out of people, and he wants to fight Sakuna. He has to have more than just hands and a, right. and a staff. Yeah, and this, like, you know, electrical discharge shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, Kashimo still hasn't used any technique. Yeah. Like, if this is all just, like, you know, passive, you know, cursed energy or a property manipulation then like what's his actual technique and why hasn't he used it yet um and also if he does have a domain then yeah that means that this is like one of the highest level fights that we've seen in jujutsu kaisen on a 1v1 level but also like the most unorthodox because it's just hands and domain expansions with no techniques being used it's I just like, like how many different kinds of like combinations of scenarios can gege like you know create in combat for his series with a power system like this deep because it's like I did not expect to see a fight like this based on how important curse techniques have Amazing. been historically in, this, yeah. in the series. So that's really exciting. And I love this panel on the bottom of page 18 where it's like the staple Kashimo panel where he looks through the hole that he blew in somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like we got that again. And I was like, oh no, it's actually like really over then. And then you turn the page into domain expansion and it's like, oh shit. Because like when we first met Kashimo, 
it was like after he had already blown a hole through someone and he was just like looking through the hole like yeah, yeah. you know and that was like such an iconic panel for his introduction and it's like we're getting that again here so it's like okay this is your thing you you be yeah. blowing holes in niggas and looking into the guts like regularly <laughs> oh my god man question yeah we saw the noise staff discharge mm -hmm. electricity where's panda's head yeah good panda question his head was there does that mean that Hikari did not come alone and someone went to go get fetch Panda's head? Well, yeah, the last time that we saw out. Panda's his Panda, his head was, was on top of the staff, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Someone came or and picked it up. got up on some shit. Yeah, there's no, like, remains or anything near there. Yeah, I mean, how would, could Panda just, like, reject, like, does Panda have He's not a human. He's a doll, so, like, theoretically. Yeah. Uh, I think I like the idea that someone came and like grabbed it better, but then like what? Oh, it's got to be Charles. Oh, right, Charles. Ah, Charles. Because because anybody else would just become a, a fighter in this situation. They'd be like, "What the fuck's going yeah. on here?" Like like the, like the only reason why you would walk up on this situation, see a panda head, pick it up, and take it away is if you were working with Hikari specifically to yeah. do that. Because if you're just a random culling game player and you walk up on the situation, like, you're probably going to get sucked into the fucking Popeye fight cloud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, just be involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. Those yeah this person came in sneakily, grabbed that shit, and bounced. So it's got You see be. this Yogi Bear-looking motherfucker? He's like, hello there. He's like, uh... He's like, no, I'm with that guy. Can you help me out? Yeah. <laughs> Charles Bernard with the Pink Panther music in the background. <laughs> yeah. The car, the car probably told him, like, gonna go, gonna go help my panda buddy out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that, I like that a lot. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about where he was. It's like sad because, like, even if Panda's head was retrieved by, like, Charles or, like, another ally or whatever, I still feel like Panda just, like, has to die because he doesn't have, like, the equilibrium to continue his consciousness because of the other yeah. two souls being gone. So, like, it's eventually just going to, like, degrade and depreciate until there's just, like it's too unstable to continue sentient thought and then just, like, die or whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Which is, like, sad because, like, we know that Yaga told Gakuganji, like, you need three souls in the body at once to create that balance, you know, to keep the, the life going, you know, indefinitely. Whereas if you only use one soul and put it into a doll, like, you'll have life for a little bit, but eventually that will depreciate into nothing because you don't have that, like, three-way system of support to keep... The consciousness like alive or whatever they attributed it to like a triangle and how like the vertices and like points all come together to create a solid foundation equally across the yeah. shape or whatever yeah yeah so it's like without the other two souls like panda's just eventually going to die even if he was like picked up and taken away from the situation at least that's what i think especially if that's we're looking back so. at like kokichi um mechamaru's situation where it's like yeah mahito killed you but there was like a loophole in the cursed energy power system that allowed you to continue to exist for a little bit until you know we know that that ran out and then he just eventually died so i feel mm -hmm. like it's a similar situation to that and that's just like really sad <laughs> but we also, yeah. uh, i definitely don't get... want to see panda go out me neither they get that one uh one panel back in uh that conversation with Tengen where Maki said her plan was to join the Cullen Games and meet up with Panda, but don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I think Maki might, like, pull up on the situation, like, after the fact, like, maybe Kashimo just left and Maki, like, just sees, like, bloody Panda remains and, like, even maybe a dead Hikari, and it's yeah. just like, Maki's oh, the one that came and got his head off the staff. Then she would get involved. 
I mean, maybe she was getting them all put together yeah, first. Yeah, she yeah she could have grabbed him, taken him somewhere, made sure that he was straight, and then she could enter before the end of this fight. Yeah, absolutely. If that is yeah. pulled up, yeah. To like maintain his consciousness or Ooh. something like a triage item. Yo, that's actually like really interesting. Like, what if there is just like a cursed tool of some kind that can allow Panda like to, to continue life? Sex. And it hits you like nine points in your forehead. And as long as those things stay in there, you can't die no matter how badly your body's damaged. Yeah, or some shit your like that. Body or something it would like definitely that. make sense that Maki would have that out of anybody. You know? Yeah. Sure. Gotta look at the timelines. I don't remember like what, you know, when Maki kills everyone. Because I remember... Uh, oh, right. I think that was like right before the Yuji and Higuruma stuff, wasn't it? I know, um, remember, um, during the conversation they were having with Hikar when they were trying to recruit him, and, uh, Megami's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm the head of the clan now, and then, like, in the panel next, it was like, Maki obliterates the clan the next day or whatever. Yeah, so, oh, like, yeah, that's right, it's before, she kills them before Yuji and Megumi go into the culling game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. 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 Wow. So she probably has, like, like a whole bunch me, of, though. yeah. Um, this is a cool one. I liked the little song and like the idea of like exaggerating all the time being like a, a little bit like something that Hakari might resonate because he does seem to put himself out as a sort of larger than life character, mm -hmm. wanting more of the fact that he's willing to gamble on everything because he wants that little chance, that excitement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. I think yeah. that's about all I had for Jujutsu Kaisen this week, though. Yeah, I think I'm. We got I think a pretty chunky too. conversation. Yeah, that was very chunky, despite this being like nine pages of hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love yeah, the chapter, man. I can't wait for the next one, obviously. What a cliffhanger, even though it's like. See, this is how you reuse cliffhangers. I just want to say that. <laughs> I ain't going to point no elbows. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to point no fingers in any other series. But, like, if you're going to keep reusing the same cliffhanger, like, I feel like it feels like way better in Jujutsu Kaisen than, like,. Anything else? Yeah, and I think this is the last time we're gonna get this particular one. Like Hikari, yeah. I, I don't think next week's chapter is gonna end with Hikari doing another domain expansion. This is probably the last one. The fight might conclude next week or week yeah. after that. I really don't want to see him die, but man, me neither. Yeah, me neither. But it's like it's Jujutsu Kaisen, and we've no, been winning like crazy this whole arc. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like this would be the character to die. Uh, is is yeah. all I'm gonna say, but I feel like uh, I want both of them to survive. But like, yeah, how? Yeah, exactly. And and I and I think I agree with that too. Yeah, but it's just like the uncertainty factor is just like astronomical in in Jujutsu Kaisen, and like that's that stakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, right, I'm good. Well, I think that about does it for yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, man. Yes, sir. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into chapter 356 of Boku no Hiro Academia regarding the enemy. Yeah. And, um, love the way this chapter starts off, obviously, with Tsukiyomi and Jiro doing sort of like a combo attack where she, like, rips her jacket off real quick so that he can, like, wrap it around his little dark shadow wing so that it can get big yeah. in, like, the darkness, and he can actually kind of deliver that, uh, the powerful blow that is like the uh, decisive mass breaking blow. Yeah, that was really cool. How yeah. it's that, lacking in the power department. You know? Yeah, that was tight. How it's like, yo, stop the light from reaching this part of dark shadow long enough yeah. for it to get really big, and then in like the split second after it gets big, before light hits it to shrink it again, I rocked your shit. That's yeah, that was, fucking that was dope. Huge. 
Yeah, yeah. so nice to see them like deal the mass breaking blow, especially after Alfron was like talking mad shit about them being like mm-hmm. worthless extras and fucking pesky gnats and shit. Side characters. Showing, showing this new generation of heroes nothing to be played with, man. Exactly. Which, uh, which Hawks also points out, so uh, yeah, that's definitely dope to see. Yes. Mm-hmm. You thought they were just buying time, didn't you? <laughs> Even pesky gnats can be a pain in the ass. I like, you know, Horikoshi, I think, does do a good job. You know, he gets a lot of criticism for kind of letting a lot of these characters fall to the wayside. But I do think he does a pretty good job in terms of, like, giving everybody their little moments to shine. Yeah, when it is time to use them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, 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 I fuck with that, right? Because it's like, yeah, that is like a major complaint inside of My Hero Academia is that a lot of these characters that like people came to love in the early game have kind of been relegated to background characters. And, you know, Kohei never, you know, promised that these people would be wildly relevant or whatever in the in, throughout the entire series. So like, that's fine. But it's like, we still did kind of like want to see more from some of these characters that ended up being like thrown to the wayside kind of like you said but then whenever kohei does decide like we are going to use these characters it's always so potent that it's like all right fine at least we got it now type shit it's really cool that it's not like during some some fucko villain like this is this is all for one like this is this This is is the big guys yeah Yeah. Yeah. exactly it's the big boss yeah yeah and and this is this is Tokuyabe's like second time fighting the big guy. Like he he fought right. against uh uh Redestro too and like broke yeah. his legs. Yeah, like, that this... was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Mm. This that kid this kid's crazy. been getting this kid's been getting some shot, yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't feel too weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like Jiro, you know, isn't as used as like, you know, a lot of other like characters or whatever, like the yeah. pretty small time, like secondary character or whatever. But then, like, up against all for one, you're like, oh, man, are you going to, like, die or some shit because the power gap is, like, that insane? But it's not just, like, quirks clashing and they're being effective. It's our quirks normally wouldn't be all that effective, but the way that we're using them right now in this moment is, like, very, you know, like, we're adding a lot of, like, nuance to it. It's not just, like, my quirk running into your quirk and we're dealing, like, significant damage to the final boss of the whole fucking story. It's like, no, this was a very niche very conditional, very specific moment where your quirk was effective against him. So it feels really exactly. good. Yeah. And they waited for that exact moment. We got some badass moments like Jiro took that blow, lost an ear. Yeah. 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 Lost one of one her ear jacks. I was yeah. sad as fuck yeah. about that. Yeah, I was like, I feel like you don't I feel like you don't get like, that kind yeah. of damage for female characters in these type of stories. Right. Not the face, right? Yeah. You know, like, recovery girl, yo, come on. Where, where I don't you think, at? I don't think recovery girl can kiss this yeah. one back. It's a lost got, limb. That's a bad boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's major. Well, and I think recovery girl's like out of the picture kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah. maybe. She's, she's they were at least saying she couldn't heal Hawks. Like, I think her quirk is kind of waning. Yeah, well, recovery, yeah. recovery girl is just airy now. Yeah, airy going to be. Yeah, Ari gonna get that ear back. It's all good. Maybe she had her little practice with the frogs. With we need we need to see we need to see <laughs> more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, she so, got Mirio back. She can get Jiro back. She's she's like a you know perfect with it now. Where is Mirio at? Yeah, get his ass out here. <laughs> get him out here. Yeah, up the last minute as yeah. you know as heroes right. do. Right. Um. What do you think? So, looping back to page five what do you guys think about four and five what do you think about that where Beautiful. it's like the the quirks are rebelling and he's like oh it's because i've created like these are copies this is all the powers that he's using are like copies so yeah he's offloaded a bunch of the og quirks into shigaraki mm-hmm. and well I'm not only copy- that but like 
not only are they copies, but like he's also still got the lingering effects of uh, New Order. Star and Strike. Mm-hmm. New Order. For, yeah. You know, fucking with it. Like they're still mm-hmm. rebelling because of that. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's just wild that we get that, that in the monologue. And it's tight because he's like, damn, these motherfuckers are really rebelling. Fuck that Star and Strike, bitch, man. Like, holy shit. I'm like kind of like losing it. I got to remind these motherfuckers who the dad is. Yeah. And he get this crazy imagery where he's like that in is... his like you know, fucking all for one space, like reclaiming domination over these fucking quirks and whatnot. And it's just that like, don't forget what time shit. it is. It's all for one. What the fuck? Y'all can rebel all you want, but it's it's big dad over here. You feel me? These are my quirks. We're seeing the kind of quirk vestige consciousness concept coming into play more and more with the all for one side of things since the Star and Stripe shit went down. Um and especially since it's kind of literally the antithesis of One for All, where we obviously see that the vestiges within One for All are all in harmony, actively and often, you know, help Deku in like his efforts and his growth and shit like that. Whereas, yeah. all you know, um, what All for One now they're yeah. they're trying to impede his. You know, yeah, they're all cussing him out like "fuck you, guy." We're not working <laughs> for you no more. <laughs> I think that's uh, that that aspect is super well written. By yeah. Way. Hell yeah, no, like, it's super cool that, like, you know, opposite spectrum parallel in regard to All for Absolutely. One and One for All's vestige space representation. Yeah, that shit is fucking killer. And I love the art on this page on 5-2 where Hawks' fucking blade is, like, going across gutters, like, from one yeah. panel to another. Yeah. To, I just always I love when Manga can do that. Literally go over the gutter there. I yeah. don't know why, I didn't, but, yeah. you know. It's cool either way. Cool either way. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I you wanna know what? I think I'm I think I'm with you. Over the gutter would have been would have been tighter. But like under yeah. the gutter is still is still mad cinematic, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. especially if you're following it like, you know, top panel, middle panel, bottom panel, you're not looking at it, you know, as a whole page or whatever. It's like boom. All for one is flying. Up until now I had to catch him off guard with sneaky moves, which wasn't enough to finish the job. I can see this in the anime the whole screen being taken up by the top left panel as the yeah. fucking blade is coming and then it kind of zooms out to show the yeah. whole hawks you know yeah. with the with the whole shit i could totally see it being directed that way in the anime yeah. and i just think that that's just cool how it's represented with the the moment to moment time uh passing in the manga medium to show it from one panel then the gutter then in that little like fucking i don't know parallelogram panel where you actually like see hawks i don't know if that's a parallelogram but you know what i mean <laughs> this this AFO panel is serious though because it actually yeah. does like cut off like the words like yeah. Hawks is like can kill him and like half of that word is cut in half by just fucking yeah the AFO. Yeah. yeah just this this horror movie film type clip of just the right. monster yeah. of AFO just eating these quirks yeah I think it's supposed to be like a uh, like he's cut off in his like way of thinking just because the malicious intent and like malicious blood like pressure of, yeah. of yeah of all for one's bloodlust as he regains dominion over his quirk situation inside of himself to shoot the tendrils mm-hmm. out in the next chapter or in the next page I feel like Hawks yeah. felt yeah I felt like Hawks for a split second could feel before the tendrils came out that all for one was about to do something crazy as just like yeah. an instinctual like spirit pressure flex and like risk re- re- uh retrieval from hawk like oh yeah. shit this I mean, dude's cooking something crazy yeah. yeah there's the next thing next time we see hawks he's like guarding 
Tokoyami. So yeah, he yeah. he, he felt that shit. He yeah. felt that shit was like, nah, gotta 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 protect the kids. Yeah, something's happening inside of that man. He's about to do something insane. <laughs> Fastest man, seriously. Yeah, um, and then the tendrils come out, and there's fucking blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh no, Hawks, did are you like done? Like, oh my god, like wait a minute, did Hawks take like super serious damage here? But then you see that. Endeavor, okay, obviously he shoots the tendrils out, grabs pieces of, you know, the shattered mask with the tendrils, and then starts that. reclaiming them. Oh, that yeah. was super tight. It was, was like cool. extra value, like two birds, one stone. Huge damage coming out to the tendrils to whoever, you know, um, enemies are in the way. But the reason for it is to grab these pieces of the mask and, and, and bring them back together. So, like, that was really cool. But then Endeavor comes and, like, blocks, like, one of the tendrils and, like, runs through his fucking hand. And he, like, breaks shit seemingly to save Hawks. But, like, I could have sworn that Hawks definitely took damage because there's blood splattering everywhere, but no, no it's, it's fucking Engie's Endeavor's blood. blood. Yes, yeah, and I was Endeavor. like, oh, man. That yeah. was so well done. Yeah. You can see Endeavor on uh, page six, the trail of flames coming up in the big in the big panel from the bottom right. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see the flames there at first. Wait, you're talking about on on page six, the top, the wretched pest panel. Yep, exactly. Yeah, bottom right, the trail of flames coming. Yeah, I did not notice that at first. Wow, it's so subtle, it's barely. Yeah, I was just thinking one of these black splotches was him, like up there, but like I didn't notice the trail. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking sick. Oh, nice. I really like this jagged looking like mask reconstruction. It really like because like AFO likes to get into people's heads. And be like the dark mirror, right? He wants to, he likes not having a face. He likes being, you know, the emotionless monster that like basically just mimics emotions mm -hmm. to get at you, to show you and like prod you where he feels like you're weakest. And like, I like that his, like, you know, the mirror's cracked for him now. Yeah. This is like, it's showing a more raw version of himself, a more honest one where he's like, I hate you all. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. like, if you go to, like, ah, uh, shoot, because I think, because mm, this is also, like, that ties in itself because of, like, NG's next interactions, like, starting on page 9 through 13, where yeah. he's also reflecting against himself after having had, uh, AFO kind of throw everything. It's like, you never found your son's body, did you? Yeah. Just all that stuff, like really forcing that self-reflection like a mirror yeah. does right um, yeah no that's a wow that was really well said actually yeah <laughs> i love this fucking like on the 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 eight and nine spread how it ends with this like panel of like high school ng you know what i mean with this like expression on his face like kind of like disappointed in the man that he became going into this imagery from like 10 to 13 and whatnot where it reminded me a lot of the imagery in like one of the most recent chapters of Undead Unluck, there was like that cover page where it was like Elder Rip, like with the stark white mm -hmm. background color yeah. page, like walking forward and, the and then, child like, self. his young self, like, nah, bro, like this isn't the right direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like imagery like that is just like always going to slap. And especially when you have a character that's been built up like as like, as much as Endeavor, you know, and has all of these sins and all of this shit that he regrets and, like, this fucking crazy career path that he took for himself, like, 
inside of, of superheroism and it's like, man, I bet you the high school child inside of him is like, dude, how the fuck did you turn in to the endeavor that we got at the beginning of the series? Like, dude, yeah. what happened to you? You know what I'm saying? And I like really want the fucking endeavor like spin off like side story like him coming up in high school like all the way until the starts of like my hero academia and whatnot i feel like i have never wanted a side character spin off like more at this point like this is like especially yeah. because of this chapter showing us this like conflict in the imagery i'm just like dude i want this story yeah the back half of this chapter was like so beautifully written yeah um obviously like you said the scene that we get of him you know, with this kind of inner monologue with his younger, purer self about how through all this, you know, pain, struggle, um, wrongdoings, obviously, he's never really recognized that the true enemy he was always trying to fight was, like, his own weakness and his own insecurity in terms of, like, how weak he perceived he was because of, you know, yeah. events that happened. And what life. he felt like he needed to do to reach All Might's level just completely yeah. gave him tunnel vision and <laughs> made him completely forget why he started this in the first place. And it's like... Lost focus. What was the moment in his life that replaced that, like, childhood, you know, um, inspirational ambition to become a hero with the very, like, sinister, you know, quirk marriage kind of character that we got when the series started? Like, what was that pivotal point in his life that gave him the ego that we you know he was introduced with i mean it must have been the point that he realized he was never really he truly was never going to be like all might yeah, yeah i think all might is what did it he never really wanted to recognize it right mm. he rotted in, in chapter, the shadow of all he does kind of say like or you know kind of acknowledge like i'm just a cog in the machine you know yeah. my purpose now is to end this fight here yeah um, and yeah i just think it's a there's just got to be a super written by Horikoshi, man. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% can't praise it enough. I, I just I just can't stop thinking about like what the catalyzing moment was like in yeah. Endeavor's life that put him into hyper aggressive try hard mode. I mean, what if like what if he's like sitting in a fight struggling hard as fuck? It's a high diff, extreme diff fight. All Might comes in like. Yeah, yeah, one shots it and is like, and this then, is what number yeah. one hero is, baby. And then all the newspaper and the crowds, yeah. everyone like, you know, everyone congratulates All Might. They talk about him on TV yeah. and shit. And they're just like, it never was there, but All Might <laughs> saved the fucking day. Right. <laughs> effortlessly. Effortlessly. This motherfucker was yeah. fighting for his life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Until, <laughs> and, until uh, All Might pulled up and was like, let me show you how to do this here, okay? Boop, boop, boop. Another Tuesday, and I'm then, back to the crib. And then, and reports was Everyone comes out there, they got like all might fucking like hats on and shit. All my same day. Endeavor's like, bro, I'm out here fighting for my fucking life, and everybody come out here with all my merch on. The helicopter's blue and yellow. Like, y'all can't give me no love. The helicopter is all my colors. I'm dead. They're just, just pissed, yo. Everything around them, yo. Just all my, all my billboards like and shit. It's like a smile and like yeah, that hair. yeah. No. The plane's got his stupid smile. No. <laughs> Looking fire, around man. like, bro, they really don't fuck with me out here, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so then he loses the arm to the tendril, right? 
which oh, is yeah, like yeah, comic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like gone. I think because like I was watching Eagle's That's reaction good. and I had never noticed it before, but then Eagle was like, wait a minute, the tendril goes through the arm and Endeavor says, fuck that, I'm still going forward and leaves the yeah. arm behind, lets it I get ripped just, off. I think he rips it off himself. Yeah, That's yeah, type shit. Yeah, like I can't keep going forward with this thing in my arm. Well, then fuck the arm. I got to steal off this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And that's just like so hard. Like, oh my God. Yeah, you can definitely see when it disconnects too. And it's like split across like the two bottom panels on page eight where you see the arm. It's like, wait a minute, is that arm being ripped off? And you get to the bottom left panel of page eight and it's completely severed. But then he picks it up. We get the imagery. And then it kind of confused me at first because he has both arms throughout this imagery. And then you get to 13, and he has both arms, too, there. But then you're like, oh, wait, no, this is still imagery. He's, like, holding his, like, younger self or some shit, like, yeah. you know, as I an older person. I think he literally person. created a flame on And he definitely yeah. replaced, I think he fills in the gap with flame. Yeah. Fist. I think he used that to, A, attack, but also cauterize his own wound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, as a way to do that. Um, the part that I really want to touch on is there is a difference in the scan so if you go on page 11 he's like recall how your father attempted to save a girl from some bastards and wound up as a corpse with the girl that's bad that's pretty sad right but if you go to the tcb so wait what page is this 11 11 page 11 when he sees the dad on the stretcher yeah yeah um but in the tcb scans instead of like it's like Remember how you saw your father try to save a little girl from a villain and how they wound up as nothing more than scorched lumps of burning flesh. Which implies that his dad fucked up really hard and, like, couldn't control his quirk and, like, killed both of them. Remember when you saw a father try to save his little girl from a villain and how they wound up as nothing more than scorched lumps of... Oh, so he accidentally... Died. Doesn't it say a father too? I'm going to pull it up myself. Yeah, I saw a father try to save his yeah. little girl from a villain, and how this is nothing yeah. more than scorched lumps of burning flesh. Yeah, is versus that the official mean? saying your father. Oh, yeah. So the official oh. says yours. Well, you would and assume so, that he has the same quirk as his dad, so it can right, be yeah. it can be inferred even with yeah. even with it saying a father. Oh no! What if that's Deku's dad? Because, like, depending on your translation, it could be Enji's father, yes, but then it could be Deku's dad because Deku had a fire breathing, his dad had a fire breathing. Oh, yeah, he could, like, breathe fire from his mouth. And he he died, and we're like, where's Deku's dad? Wait, did we know that he died? But we haven't haven't seen him. That's the thing. So, like, depending on which translation or which combination of these translations, like, I was initially in the camp of, like, I'm primarily, like, I would say... 80-20, 80-20, right? Yeah. 80%, I believe this is Engie's dad, the fact that his father died and disappointed yeah. him. Yeah. He's part of that cycle where he's like, you know what, my father w- tried too hard and died for it, and then he's doing the same thing. He has become his father. He's probably going to die to save a young girl, just yeah. like Jiro or something like that, and have like that parallel thing. Yeah, so um, coming back to the <clears throat> translation then, because like I guess I like didn't... Um... I guess read the into the to the official translation as much as I probably should have because I was coming off the TCB when I first read My Hero Academia 
and I saw it as remember when you saw a father. So since yeah. the official says remember how your father attempted to save a girl, so then this was probably the moment that I was talking about earlier in his life that like put him into hyper aggressive try hard mode. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, my dad couldn't control his quirk and fucking killed people trying to I save be the best with somebody this. and killed himself. Yeah, like I can't let that happen. We got to get these quirks understood and trained and like under mm -hmm. control, and that can like start the snowball effect of like you know super try hard training and like making sure that your shit is on point otherwise you're just going to end up like my dad and like that yeah. dude is a bum so it, it doesn't matter yeah. your intentions if you end up a smear on the sidewalk like, right um or 20 percent chance like you know there's an off chance could be an explanation for how deku's death and you're like wow i watched that because like watching someone die in like a car traffic accident is traumatic a yeah. power-based death yeah. witnessing that as a young man probably just as traumatic in that kind of world mm -hmm. um and that's just something i wanted to touch on yeah that was cool that's a cool thought yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking it's his father but it'd be crazy if it if it does turn out to be some someone else's father and it comes up later like deku yeah that'd be, that'd be, wild. That'd be major <laughs> it's crazy like since we're in the final arc i feel like some of these things like deku's dad has to come up but like where Right. When, when when would when would we get like a mention of this man's this this man's dad this man's character at all it's like yeah, sure it's you don't like... want to have him in the story forever like that's fine until we get to the end of the story and you still haven't used him and it's like well what's the yeah. reason for that yeah we get to the end it's like hey so uh by the way kohei where was deku's dad at it's yeah like, and it's like if he was just like dead or something the whole time it's like is that yeah. really information you just want to like throw in at the end yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know um other than the fact that, like, I really liked page five when AFO was, like, reasserting his dominance, it reminded me of um, Francisco Goya, the Francisco painting. Oh, where yeah. It's, like, Saturn yeah. devouring his children. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. I Yo, like that. that totally is. What is that called again? Fucking, uh... Saturn devouring his child? Saturn devouring his child. Or his son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, that that's one. super... Oh, wait. That's not even the one that I'm thinking of. Oh, wait, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yep, Saturn. Yeah, Goya. Yeah. Saturn. Yep, and Saturn then... devouring. <laughs> you've, you've definitely seen this painting before, Yato. It's, like, super yeah. famous. It's, like, a giant, like, Gilgamesh... Great like, horror. Yeah, like, like big, uh... like, fucking, like, Sasquatch-looking dude, like, mm, eating an arm. I don't know if I've seen this, but uh, I have now. This okay. is... <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh... There's a thing that I want to touch on for the quirks thing. So, like, the fact that they're rebelling, do you think it's because it's a combination of, A, they are reproductions based off his, like, ability to manifest quirks and stuff, uh, reproductions, and the fact that, like, um, I feel like maybe those quirks' consciousness were so subdued by his, like, personality that they weren't, like, awake. Right. I think they were, like, sleeping, right? Yeah. Dormant. Uh, and then Stars and Stripes interaction forcibly woke them up because they're like, oh, if we die as a quirk, we're dead. Now we're awake. And then they're, since they're awake, they have the ability to rebel. I was yeah, seeing I it as a situation of like, they just weren't rebelling because they just understood the pecking order. And they're just like, well, we're just fucking stuck in this like, you know, space to be used by this dude who we have no way of interacting with or defeating, mm -hmm. so might as well, and they're just, like, docile, you know, like, Could be. in that way, and then Star and Stripe came in and, like, introduced a situation where it, like, weakened that, you know, dominance, you know, uh, presence, mm -hmm. like, from All for One, and now they're kind of, like, able to, you know, and then now, like, with maybe his, like, weakened, like, state 
of um, of perception that he comments on, they're like, hold on, this is our chance. Hey, hey, hey. So I think it's a combination of like everything that was yeah. just said. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think yeah. that's it's it's a combo of all of that. Just like uh, yeah. stepping stepping looking into uh, jujutsu, I feel like in the end with uh, spoiler for people who are watching this and don't read Jujutsu Kaisen, but with uh, Kenjaku, I feel like that is like ultimately how they're going to end up defeating Kenjaku. Like something's going to happen, and like Geto inside is going to like stop yeah. him from avoiding an ability that he could have avoided or something yeah they, so yeah, like, they I think, uses that panel like way too much where like the other consciousness inside the body is rebelling yeah. in some kind of way like we've literally yeah, gotten think, that for fucking yuji with sukuna and now ghetto with like kenjaku so i think that that will yeah. eventually be a factor yeah i think i think it's similar to what's mm-hmm. happening here is like these these other wills inside of him are gonna like fucking fuck him up at a point where he he could have like dodged a big blow like like this with the with the jiro and fucking mm-hmm. tokoyami thing like it'll probably happen again and cause him to be defeated eventually yeah i like that i like that a lot yeah that's it for me though I think yeah that's for me uh this week with my heroes well. yeah i think i'm good too yeah just uh only other thing I was just, I thought of uh, Fuego Leon with the with the flaming fist thing when I saw yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, I thought about uh, that too. A boy on his Fuego shit, boy. Yeah. Fuego Leon. <laughs> yeah, Fuego vibes. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All right, well that does it for my hero. All right, well with that I think we can go ahead and jump into the last chapter of the night or day. I guess. I don't know. I guess we we usually record at night. Anyway, 1053, chapter 1053 of One Piece. (laughs) Fucking. Oh shit, I'm on the cover. (laughs) New Emperors. Emperor's New Groove. And we start off with this, uh, obviously, this dope ass cover color. Or color cover. Yeah, fuck. I can't even speak. Um. Which I guess I don't know. I was told in the in the live stream chat is commemorating like a a One Piece video game that's coming out, like a JRPG. Yeah, yeah. we talked hey. about that, and they said it was going to be yeah. turn based. I was like, let's go. That's totally my bag. And you were saying you didn't really like turn based shits, but I'm sitting really there like, nah, combat. this is my this is my shits. Turn based like combat the... to me feels just like too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I had I gr- I grew up on Final Fantasy same, type games, same, so I love yeah. the turn based stuff. It's for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. The Tactics Advance was the my one of my favorites, bro. My God, I bought that game so many times because yeah. I lost it so many times. Oh, but like, yeah, you got to replace uh, it if you lose it. <laughs> the designs remind me of Dragon Quest or like yeah. um, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, both of yeah. those are Akira Toriyama. Like, I think. Yeah, I think both of those. Especially are... like the little seals. I like remember like the throwback for that guy coming back because mm-hmm. I remember the episodes that they were there. They're like a bunch of seals. And they're like, Hyaw! yeah, yeah. It and makes a lot of sense because I think Oda is like on record and just like obviously in his own manga is like heavily inspired by Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we see all kinds of. of I mean, like look at that dinosaur. Yeah, Dragon Ball yeah. goes on like a lot in 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 One Piece and whatnot, and then like yeah, he Akira Toriyama did the art for Chrono Trigger and Dragon Quest, so mm-hmm. this being reminiscent of those like is just on like point. the bats, the the bat yeah. and the dragon. Um, that little green dude is horrifying. By the way, I don't like it. Yeah, dentures yeah. for a face. That? He's like a butthole bear or yeah, something. Yeah. Look at like, look at fucking like weird like ass. like Kafka esque like Mr. Krabs behind him and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like oh drooling. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think Kafka-esque was the right thing there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, like I saw this. I was thinking it was for uh, his his uh, his open world game, but that's World Seeker. I think yeah, that's open yeah. world. Yeah, it so is. I, I actually like didn't the, know uh, that. The Tengu lion in the bag, man. Oh, I didn't even see buddy with the uh, with the oni mask. Oni mask lion. Tengu is the long yeah. nose, the super oh, long yeah. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Mask lion, this yeah. is the, it looks like a foo dog, right? Like yeah. the stone lions. Yeah. Well, yeah. and buddy from Alabasta, the turtle seal thing, isn't that him? Oh, I thought that was the fighting food or not, not fighting <laughs> food No, not fighting food but the, the kung fu, kung fu dugans. The kung fu. Yeah, the kung fu. The kung fu dugans. The kung fu pop dugans. Yeah, Funko. Isn't that the lead one, though, that Luffy, like, connected with? Yeah, I think so, because he's got the scars and shit, he's got, like, the Bruce Lee, like, scars across the fucking puffer jacket and shit. He's got stripes out here. He and he been in the field, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the dragon john you know what i'm saying but yeah, yeah. Dude. But, uh, who is this hold on who is this dude oh my bad my bad i was gonna say who is, this? who is buddy with the white hair and the pistol probably just a main character in the game man oh yeah yeah, I like that. yeah I think maybe that's you is. maybe that's who you are fuck it i'll, I'll take his hair <laughs> sky p engine get in there yeah i like man, his tats yeah his tats are dope yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, I was just gonna say I love the way this chapter starts off. It always slaps hard as shit when we get these like post arc times in One Piece when the when mm -hmm. the when the latest feats and 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 you know antics of the Straw Hats are kind of spreading throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, slaps even harder like kind of lately post time skip these last few arcs where we always kind of get the Gorosei also like right. man what the fuck bro right right we really gotta rein this motherfucker in and yeah. uh, they're freaking out this time about how. Obviously, we get the Gear 5 picture on the bounty poster, which is dope. And yeah, I love that. From his name, which is weird that they would want it removed now as opposed to not wanting it removed up to this point. I guess notoriety-wise, it makes sense, but... Right. I think it's been like... Known about my man. It, it yeah. allows the idea of, like, you know, referencing Gold D, Roger, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I just think it's just to minimize things now, now that he's, like, actually a problem. Right. Um... Plus, like, he's in his Joy Boy form. So, yeah. like, I think that's also a big thing. Um, yeah. And, hey, Eagle, props to you. Yes. You were right. You said uh, the boys were going to get, they were going to hit, like, the billion berries. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah. mark. Billion, a billion, it was just, like, yeah, had to three. happen. Because, you know, oh, yeah. you don't come out <laughs> of an arc like this where you beat a motherfucker with over a billion bounty and have that become public Not information. Not match that with, yourself. Yeah, without you... Reaching that billion, you know, berry bounty yourself, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and initially I thought, were you gonna say something, Yato? Oh no, I was, I was, you know, about to talk about like the them having the same bounty. But go ahead. I, I, well, I, I was gonna touch on that as well. I, I was go. gonna say initially I thought it was kind of weird and whack that all three captains kind of got the same identical bounty because obviously I'm, I'm one that roots for Luffy. He's right. my pirate king. Right. I'm not one of these motherfuckers out here that wants to see him get his ass beat and fail. But right. I digress. Um, after thinking about it for a while and seeing some like other takes, like I watched in our heart, and I don't, I don't like to reference other content too often on the show because I like to keep it strictly to like our takes and opinions. But yeah. I seen you know in our heart a video that was really good on it, and I also saw um, IRL Soul King post some a clip of a different content creator's video, mm -hmm. um, just touching on how the world government looking at, at them as an alliance, kind of. Um, right. It really makes sense because back when they said 
um, Kaido and Big Mom was is the strongest alliance in history, pirate alliance in history. Mm-hmm. Their total bounty was eight point nine billion, and so mm. nine billion total puts them, you know, just slightly edging that out. Yeah, that's nice. Cool. Yeah. It yeah. also definitely totally makes sense in like in retrospect after having seen some other takes and and right. stuff on it. And you want to like um, look at it as like. As far as, like, we were there for the arc. Like, we were on the island watching it happen in real time. According to mm-hmm. everyone else that's getting this information secondhand, all they know is Luffy beat a Yonko, Kid and Law beat a Yonko. Like, Luffy, like, 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 Kaido and Big Mom were defeated by these three. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you look well, at it, if you look at it as, like, Luffy beat a Yonko, like, they all three beat a Yonko, they all should all get the same, like, bounty if, like, the, the rest mm-hmm. of the world is kind of, like, looking at it as, like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, these are the Well, normally, yeah. yeah. In this specific Even... case, though, we did have CP0 kind of, like, actually reporting all of the actual events, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they wanted, Even... to, co- they wanted to cover it up. <laughs> yeah, Even then, and Morgan, then, like, and then Morgan like, said, no, this is what happens, yeah. and the whole world knows that these three beat a Yonko, so the, the world yeah. government is probably like, okay, well... Like, cat's out of the bag, like, here's the bounties for them, like, type shit. Like, they all beat a Yonko, you all know that, here's their bounties, and it makes sense. Yeah. Even, like, outside of that, like, the, the everyone on the in the battleground area knows that, like, it was Luffy, but, like, I think the people of Wano were, like, they, they, they heard that, like, Kaido was defeated by Joy Boy and that he's left or whatever. So, like, people, there's still a lot of people who still don't know the truth. And I think, I think a lot of this mm, chapter is just yeah, the government, right. is, is just the government miscommunication. Like, they're talking about don't put the D on there. And then I feel like them giving them all the same bounty is to, like, not make Luffy look like such a big deal. Sure. Like, Luffy, Luffy's a huge deal being Joy Boy. They don't want that information getting out. And, like, they don't want people, like, you know, they don't want people looking up the Luffy as the next Roger. You know, Roger and the One Piece inspired the the pirate era. They don't want right. like people going like, you know, Joy Boy's back. It's time to fucking hit the seas. We gotta be like they don't, they, don't, they probably don't want a, another big yeah pirate era revival type thing. Even though yeah. it's not dead, but and the conversation that we're having right now in regard to like this information getting out to the rest of the world is like what we're talking about when we mean like stakes and consequences in One Piece, despite the fact that no one really seems to die. I saw people comparing the end of Wano to like the end of like Black Clover Spade arc. And it's like, are we finally ready to have the conversation that One Piece didn't do anything different than Black Clover? And it's like, dude, One Piece has a living and breathing world. You know what I mean? When this information reaches (laughs) the four corners of the shit, that's going to come back and reverberate and affect the plot significantly. And we have no idea how that's going to go. That uncertainty level is astronomical and that is the kind of consequences and like the way that one piece creates stakes is that the way that information travels and what people will do with that information afterwards i got more to say about um, that later yeah for sure the last thing i guess for the number the the bounties at least for me um is that we already know like it, it totally makes sense in terms of like oda's writing style we already know he has a huge affinity with like number sequences and like um sets of three in particular so definitely makes sense oh yeah yeah yeah. that's right too i I think i heard something Mm -hmm. like that before as well um but yeah as far as like we touched on this already a little bit but it's crazy that we see morgan's defying the world government's demands on censorship for the second time in a row Oh um, yeah, love like that bird and the shit he's doing. Yo, they might clap his ass. Yeah, they they might they they might be like, all right, buddy, you're (laughs) fucked. It's the last time. We get well, you out of here. Journalists that I wonder, Panama Papers. I wonder if he's got some ulterior motives, or if he's like literally just. Um, I don't know. Like, I wonder if he's got ulterior Asicious. motives outside of the like 
entertainment point that he was saying um, that he's trying to further, right? Because, I don't know. Obviously, Some we know he's a non-human race. I wonder yeah. if that fact kind of plays into it. We also well, he's know like... an information mogul, but, I mean, a lot of these non-human races have been theorized, at least, to have kind of been allied with the ancient kingdom in the past, so maybe his people have some kind of mm. void-century lore that he's... Uh, that he mm. hasn't mentioned, you know, any anything about. That's cool to think about, actually. I mean, that could be a cool thing to think about. It's, I, it's obviously kind of a reach, but... Yeah, I, I also just think it's really cool to just have a character that, like, you know, um, represents, like, impartial, you know, news delivery. You know what I mean? Especially in a world like One Piece that's this big, and, like, one of the main points is, like, the corruption of the world government as far as how it treats its citizens and how it withholds information and tries to put on this, like, air of you know, morality and, and altruism and shit like that. And to have them constantly trying to do sneaky shit behind the backs of like the public, having a character centered around like news delivery and like being like, Hey, like regardless of like what side anyone is on, like we have to report the truth as, as it actually yeah. happened. That's just like yeah. a cool element to no have in what. a story like one piece. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck with Morgan's journalistic integrity. Yeah, there we go. He's going to get that story out. Yeah, journalistic integrity. That Once again, you guys come in here with like, <laughs> a way better way to say something that took me way too long to say. <laughs> but, but, I mean, he has been shown to have been, like, kind of a, a sus, you know, motherfucker in the past, so. Yeah. It, again, yeah, he's like, on his own Specifically side. in terms of Luffy, maybe it's just kind of the plot in that way, being that he's reporting on the main character. Mm -hmm. uh, but. I don't know. Maybe he knows Luffy's Joy Boy. He recognized the fruit. Who knows? Could yeah, be you know, there's uh, Eagle on your thing about like the rule of three. Um, if you go to the sixteen seventeen spread, there's three smiling people for the four emperors. And oh, like, yeah. And then Shanks is just like dead man. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's because he's about to die. Don't. <laughs> Don't Death flags. This is kind of a hot take, but I I think that Shanks will die before Luffy gets to give him the hat back. Oh man, I think Blackbeard's gonna kill him. Oh man, how he's skipping? <laughs> uh, wait, what do you mean? We could talk we about skip it, we, skip it ahead. Yeah, we could we could we could, we could talk about I mean, any yeah, part of the chapter at any time. I just wanted to loop around to that in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'd be jumping That's, around sometimes. Just part about like what you find interesting, really. Right. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, I feel like in the end, like, maybe not in the end of the story, but, like, in the end of, like, the story for these four guys, mm -hmm. between Blackbeard, Shanks, Luffy, and Buggy, I feel like, I feel like they're all going to be probably involved in a fight at the same time, and it's going to be, like, mm. them three attacking Blackbeard at the same time. Ooh. Because, yeah, like... Ooh. Luffy, Luffy has a relationship, a positive relationship with Shanks, and Luffy has already, you know, butt heads with with Buggy a couple times, and also worked with him at Ample Down. Mm -hmm. Buggy doesn't really fuck with like Shanks or fucking Luffy, but like they, you know, he was on the same crew yeah. with Shanks, and you know he he knows Luffy. I guess you know part part of his fame is thanks to Luffy, yeah, and yeah. it's like Blackbeard is the the one. I don't think oh, Blackbeard's wow. done anything to Shanks. I mean, uh, to uh, to Buggy, but like this guy is probably gonna be a problem for the world. And like yeah, all and, three of these guys, and it makes me wonder, like, how did Buggy even like get here, like as an emperor? Like, is this comedy, or is was there like a legitimate <laughs> reason why like Buggy is uh, an emperor I mean, now? Like, did he do something significant enough? Like, or or is he just keeping the joke going that he just keeps getting praised for shit well, that he didn't really it, do? 
it's the, the king effect. Who knows for... how the events played out of like the navy officers coming to capture him? Maybe he actually did do some shit, or maybe it again happened. Oh, it's, it's the yeah, Sphinx. Hey. It happened in some weird ass way that he was able to take credit for it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I was in. Yeah, it's either like a king and one punch man kind of like situation, and they're continuing like that shtick. You know what I mean? Of like Buggy just continuing to like <laughs> gain notoriety. Well, I only thought about it because Melo just said it. Um, but he it was like kind of like crowded over by like other, other people you. talking or whatever but i caught it so shout out mellow Day. <laughs> but anyway i was in discord in our in our project manga discord in vc with um a couple people and kip was there our, our buddy kippen from the discord and on twitter and whatnot and uh i think kichi was there too and we had just came out of the tcb you know translation or whatever and we all like kind of like read it together and we're talking about it and then we were talking about how buggy could possibly be here and whether or not it was a joke or did he actually do something to deserve this spot and uh eagle brought up how like well it could have been something like when the the world government went to go collect the warlords and then that reminded me that kip said something so crazy like fujitora went to go get buggy and then like sent a meteor down on him or some shit and then buggy's fucking fruit like awakened in that moment to like affect oh, things man. externally and he just like turned the fucking meteor into <coughs> roblox like or some shit Bruh. and fujitora was like hey man oh. i can't fight this motherfucker i don't think right now or he something like that <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. No, like, hold on, wait a minute. This dude's way more yeah, broken right. than you told me he was. <laughs> yeah, you right. told me he no, was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. I thought this dude was an actual clown, but he he's like... He just turned my meteor to ribbons, bro. Yeah, like, he just countered, like, my shit. Like, what, what's going on? Like, and that information came back. Or, hey... Was it Fujitora oh. that went to go get him? I don't know. I think that's just what Kip he said. He, like, but, minced like, it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's what Kip said, is that Fujitora went there, but I didn't go back and, like, look or whatever. But now I'm looking at this, and I'm like, Let man, us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you guys want to go back there. But, like, dude, Shank, like, it'd be so funny if Shanks was talking about Buggy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, when he went to go talk to the Gorsi, he's like, I want to tell you about a pirate. Maybe he's just, like, holding Maggie down. Maybe he's just holding down whole his old time. homeboy, yo. It's yeah. like I don't know why you would do that now that I think about it. I guess because it's but at like the same time they like have nostalgia for each other. Yeah, right? like, like they, they do like, have they a relationship. Yeah, they're both white beard boys. Yeah, and like they they didn't they both have the aspiration to be like emperors of the sea. Yeah, they're like we're both gonna be emperors of the sea one day. Yeah, and so like isn't it? It would be kind of funny that like Shanks would be like, you know what? I'm in a position where I could actually make this happen. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, childhood dreams achieved. I'm going to die now and fill the death flags. Yo. Buggy is, uh, Buggy is like the direct result. What I was going to say I wanted to talk about later is Buggy mm. is like, people say that there's no stakes because there's no death, but Buggy is the result of all the things that like happened in the story. Like, I, I, when this chapter <laughs> happened, and Buggy, when Buggy got declared a Yonko, I had to look it up. I said, when's the last time we seen Buggy? And I looked it up, and it was like chapter 802, and we see Buggy. He's now a warlord of the sea. He has his own plate. He has his own location called like Buggy Town on an island called Empty Island or something, where he's running he, He's running like the mercenary. Like the, service yeah, he's got shit. the pirate like temp service or whatever, and the giants are working under him. This is after, I believe after Dressrosa, because the giants are with him, and yeah. then they leave for some reason. Like one of the giants quits, and he takes the other giants. Wait a minute, Buggy's pissed, but Buggy's, he's He's got like all these guys on him. People love him. He's got he's got his own tail. People fuck with Buggy. Yeah, he's, and like yeah. this and he I believe he he says like directly because like Bill Flamingo's out of the picture, like he's got like he's cornered the market. He's got like all the weapons producing and shit like that. And now 
Kaido's out of the picture as like another market for Buggy to step in. And, like now, now Buggy, Buggy's just cornering, you know, more of the market. He's now Yako. He's got like territory. He's got men. People fuck with him after after Impel Down and shit. Uh, yeah. I think I think prisoners join Buggy's crew from Impel Down. Like yeah, Buggy yeah. has people. He's got it, hardened people that can survive Impel Down too. Yeah, and in the and the government, I mean, they like wasn't it like Whitebeard? Somebody like acknowledged Buggy at like Marineford. They were like, "Yo, Buggy's like that." Like yeah. people were fucking with Buggy. Yeah, and so like and so it, now it's a little bit of the King effect. You know what I mean? King yeah. from One Punch Man, where he's just like getting praised for things that he really didn't actually do himself or doesn't deserve yeah. that level of praise for. But then it could also just be a combination of that plus like maybe his fruit really did awaken when the when the navy came to come get him you know what i, I mean and, really... and he really is actually formidable as shit now and isn't as yeah. much comedic relief he'll always be comedic relief like because that's just his personality but i think he's actually like wildly capable now because yeah. otherwise it's like if this is all just comedy then that tells us a lot about the Yonko system in general, like like, yeah. like where it is now, and if, and if that's what I well, was going for, where he's like just like make like basically making a joke out of like these like big superpowers in the world because it's all going to just come down to like Luffy versus Blackbeard anyway, and like fuck everything else, like we're just dismantling all of like the pillar like systems that have been in place, like the warlords don't matter anymore, fucking the Yonko like you know generation is like crazy new now, like we went from fucking mm -hmm. Kaido, Big Mom, Whitebeard like shanks to fucking like kaido and big mom getting beat in the same arc and now buggy's an emperor like it just feels like shit is like the wheels are falling off the wagon as far as our yeah. understanding of this world at large i really want to feel like buggy just took like he he took the the failing upward and he made the most out of it he didn't like just sit on his <laughs> yeah. hands like, I, I want to believe that like he was like yo people really fuck with me i'm gonna start you know doing some push-ups and shit so i can actually like fit the the image that people have of me i, I want to believe that he's done more than just be like this goofy ass clown who just happened to fall into his position yeah. i mean that may have been it for the most part but like he's got like real he's got a town and like his old crew he's got Ipple down prisoners he seems like he's doing good yeah, yeah he's got Got giants he's, Yonko. Yeah. <laughs> he's got money i want i want to see buggy do good things yeah hell yeah me too me too yeah, oh, yeah. My rewinding a little bit been... like let's talk yeah. oh, oh oh did you still have something uh i just think that like you know he can mince a meteor and also at the same time like he's pulled off some like really silly dumb escapes before so like if the government or the navy is fooled and made a fool of they're gonna be like no no no, it's not that we're incompetent it's that they're great yeah you yeah know? there you like, go i like that yeah you know what i mean we like, didn't blow it this dude is just cold <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this serial killer is a genius we're not just <laughs> bad at our jobs except whatever excuses people give us oh yeah like yeah. the ted and, bundy shit like right yeah, in your face like y'all let that motherfucker go like three times or some shit and it's yeah, like, no exactly. he was a genius it's like no you guys yeah, just fucking and, suck that's no, his title he, too yeah they, they they got that for his title too buggy the genius jester like on the thing yeah exactly. yeah that's so they, they have acknowledged Yo, him as a genius they're definitely overhyping him because they're fucking <laughs> insecure at their inability to catch they someone that up. they think He's is stupid sneaky. yeah it's just sneaky Yo, that's hilarious but, to actually think about. Wow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Man. let's talk about Ryoku Gyu. Dude, he's creepy. 
Yeah, I, I felt so much. How do y'all feel like with his design? Like this is just like a cool design for Admiral. I want to say like all the other admirals have like a very like um you know clean and dapper or otherwise just like traditionally clean kind of aesthetic to them. Like you have Sakazuki, yeah, uh, Borsalino, and Kuzan that rock like two and three piece suits. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and then you have Fujitora who is a little bit more Japanese traditional garb, but still like Satoichi, like you know, like clean like suit, but for you know an old school samurai type nigga it's like all the same kind of like vibe and then you just have like this avant-garde like shirtless you know flower petal up the pants with like distressed rips in the fucking jeans and shit like i feel like this is just like super out of um out of the ordinary for for an admiral character design and i'm totally here for it it feels because like i've always felt the admirals were based off like classic movie stars Japanese movie stars. They so definitely this are. one is also that got that quality and vibe and like just happens to be a younger version where like the debt like, you know, uh, you know, like in those for those actors, like the levels of decorum changed with the times. Mm-hmm. So that, like you can get away with being kind of more of like an Elvis Presley type mm. um, you know, rock and roll bad boy. Oh, I didn't even see his tattoo. Translation at the bottom says double suicide suicide. at Death River. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Don't they talk about that in the TCB translation underneath the chapter? Hold on. Let me pull that up real quick because that's actually super interesting. Wait a minute. All the way to the bottom. All right. Chapter notes. His tattoo reads Shi Kawa Shinju. Death River in mind. Shinju is generally used to refer to a suicide pack slash double suicide. This is usually done by lovers. Read literally, it can be taken as a suicide pact at the River of Death. The tattoo itself seems to be a double reference to Harada's song Shinjuku Shinju and the Rakugo tale Shinagawa Shinju. The song's title basically means Shinjuku on the brain, but the use of Shinju implies a much darker attachment to the area. This is actually super relevant to me because in Discord VC just a couple of days ago with like Kira or Kettle, as they go by in our, mm-hmm. in our Discord, one of the admins was uh, showing me uh, Rakugo Shinju anime. Yeah. yeah, and like, so wow, I like, didn't even like put that together. Oh, until, like, our right master now. has no tail, that one? Yeah, I think, it, I think that is what it is, yeah. The one about the I'm aspiring Rakugo guy who has the super try-hard like, mentor or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah. going to check that one out because I like Akane Abashi, and I was like, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah it's good. no. <clears throat> Ryoku's... Um, a, Abilities remind me of Momo just because of proximity, right? Like on page 11, where he's draining like vital essences out of them through roots. Yeah, so did he kill king and queen? I think he did. Oh, shit! Bruh. No, I heard someone say... People speculating maybe King survived because he looks a little less withered in his panel than Queen does because Queen looks like he's down bad. Yeah, Yeah. Queen looks like like 198 years old. He looks like like Fat Bastard during Gold Member. Yeah, and he does kind of look like Fat Bastard in Gold Member. That's fucking hilarious. And we actually see the like little bulge in the vine where it's sucking his essence out, whereas in the King panel, we don't see It just stabs him. Yeah, maybe. I think I heard someone say that they're going to take King back to a lab and, like, continue experimentation on him, which would just be, like, really fucking sad. Because, like, they know that he's Lunarian at this point. You know what I mean? And, like, historically, obviously, he was broken out of the testing facility that Kaido saved him from, so they probably want to get that motherfucker back now that they know that he's alive. So they're probably, like, kill everyone, but bring King back, because we're not finished with dude. Yeah. I'd be fucked. But, um, uh, as far as Green Kuga goes... Uh, I obviously love his design too. I can't, I can't find the actor that he is, um, that he looks like. 
that he's uh, it was mentioned in the O'Hara video. So yeah. you know, go to the O'Hara, O'Hara yeah. you on this latest chapter. He's a great reviewer, obviously. Yeah. And if you know yourselves, uh, he, let us know in the comments. He yeah. he you know puts a picture of the actor and looks just like him. So nice. It 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 remains true that all the admirals are you know derived from real life Japanese actors that are really famous. But yeah, specifically like Borsalino and Fujitora both like really look like they're homages like to it. Zatoichi the blind swordsman. Like if you guys yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure everyone knows this by now, but 100%. if you haven't looked that reference up yet, go look at Fujitora's side by side Zatoichi, you'll get your fucking mind blown. Amazing. <laughs> and the Borsalino one is like too on point. But yeah. Um but I feel we get further support in this chapter that he's got like in my opinion at least a mythical zoan fruit that's like a forest sprite spriggan kind of type mm, meat sure. um, either that or like a high level paramecia fruit that's like a plant fruit that he has awakened because yeah. <clears throat> we see the vine control we see like the sucking of the life life essence photosynthesis could or whatever. be a tree of life we see the yeah. that's another thing i heard mentioned when i was talking to a buddy of mine about the chapter mm-hmm. you just uh, see, see like the plants and the and the foliage and the trees growing in his wake and even the big ass tree like growing off of udon and see as he's there like turning up and shit mm-hmm. um so i think i don't know i think that definitely lends even further to that and personally like i said i would like to see the forest sprite spriggan mythical zone because then you'd have one admiral yeah that'd be cool one paramecia one one zone yeah and And it's obviously having a mythical zone would be the most potent and most in line with these abilities that we're seeing so far which seem pretty mythical yeah i like i like that a lot it's just hard to um to really like guess the intention of oda when it comes to something like this right because historically when the admirals are introduced all three of them are logias then after the time skip Kuzan leaves, replaced by Fujitora, Sakazuki gets promoted to Fleet Admiral, so now the two admirals that we have are Logia and Paramecia. So then logically you go, oh, Oda's going for like a, you know, a, an admiral for each class of Devil Fruit kind of thing. Yeah. But Oda, like, you know, tends to zag where whenever we think he's gonna zig, you know what I mean? So I could totally see him, like, doing a looky-loo on that and being like, no, it's actually a Paramecia. But then, like, at the same time, we're in Wano, the Zoan arc. So, like, if he was going for that one admiral for each Devil Fruit class, this would be the arc to introduce the one with the Zoan. So, like, that makes all the sense in the world. But I just feel like Oda's going to be like, hmm, you thought, you it's know like, what I mean? Type shit, because he'd be on that, you know? So, it's like... I mean, everybody thinks I think it's going to be a Logia. And like, people are saying Logia? People are like, yeah, it's plant logia. I'm like, plant is like a, uh, an organic life form more than yeah. an element. Yeah, I don't like, know. All the elements logia. Wood, this, that. I'm like, wood, but he'd be doing more wood shit, not this plant growing shit that we're seeing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't he's, know got, he's got like flowers and shit. You could just say like the element of like nature, I guess, is like the connecting line to keep nature, the elemental yeah. like, you know, shtick go- or the elemental vibe going. In, or uh, or motif. Wood. Motif is the word that I'm looking for there. But yeah, I, don't know, like, I think about um, like Flame of Rekka, right? They had the yeah, wood element. Mokuren had that stuff. Yeah. Ryoku is giving me like TV glamour Mokuren vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder if I really just nope. That thought has left the station. <laughs> left the building. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, anyway, I I just wanted to I want to talk about how this uh panel on page 11 
is definitely like a flashback to like Dressrosa, Doflamingo, like Ever White in the Kingdom, like mm -hmm. fucking like literally like almost shot for shot parallel of when Doflamingo was like running people through with giant string tendrils mm -hmm. in the Dressrosa town when he took it over or whatever. And stomping and, on people. You know, that was just like really cool that someone pointed out and I was like, oh, I think they were like complaining about it or whatever, like reused panel. Like, <laughs> Is it the bottom one? No, it's the top of 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another but thing I actually really like baby. about Greenbull that I didn't mention is that I actually really love that he doesn't seem to be oh. another um, sort of friendly admiral that can be won over. Yeah. He seems like a hard ass who really loves, you know, Sakazuki style of doing things mm -hmm. and just wants all the fucking smoke. Yeah, yeah, someone, yeah, someone like, posted a panel with, like, Ryokugyu in that, like, line of dialogue where he's, like, trying to, you know... Uh, be like Sakazuki or whatever. Yeah, they're like, nah, the dick eating is crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... You're telling me this Admiral's special ability uh, is dick riding? Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely loving what we're seeing from his character. So I love it too. Yeah, no, his, his yeah, he's cool. He has it. store for us next despite time. despite the memes, like Ryokugyu is fucking incredible. Yeah, so far. I think I think I was on the side that was thinking that he was gonna come to Wano and be like. On some, you know, I don't. Li I'm not listed to the government right now. I'm here on, you know, personal orders or whatever, and like heal the place, give it like plant life. It looks like he is doing that. Like he's, like as he's walking towards the the flower capital or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he he's there. He's like healing like the ground and the, the nature and shit. But he's not being nice. He's like he's there to fuck shit up, but also right. like mm -hmm. you know here's here's some crops or whatever. But like these guys are going with me. I'm taking <laughs> this kid's head. Yeah. And I saw all That's types right. of people saying that, like, Ryokugyu, like, when he was, like, floating in on the, the, the helicopter or whatever Flower. at the end of the last chapter or whatever, people were like, it's Ushimaru Shimotsuki and, and or, or this is Zoro's dad and, like, he's not coming to mm -hmm. fight, he's coming to, like, have a guy. And I was, like, subscribed to right. the idea that he was pulling up because he was affiliated with Wano in some kind of way and it was going to be like a, hey, yeah, I'm going over here to fuck him up. Yeah, sure, I'll be back later. But then he pulls yeah. up, mm -hmm. like, has a conversation with him, lets him know, like, some really crazy insider shit and then leaves and then reports back, like, they fucked me up, my bad, I couldn't do it, we gotta <laughs> send in more people or something like that. So, like, I was, like, totally, like, in line with that. I thought that would be pretty cool. I definitely didn't, like, know how I felt exactly about the whole, like, Zoro's dad thing. I thought the Ushimaru Shimoski thing, you know, like could be cool depending on how it was like kind of executed. Mm. But I'm glad that it wasn't any of that, and it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. He's yeah. calling a warship. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Buster called these motherfuckers. Yeah. It looks like we're not done here, man. And wanna it's like not at all, which I'm about. But man. Yeah. Page. I mean, I guess Page is um, eight. Through uh, ten here. Oh yeah, my god! The Robin stuff. We get Robin oh, like stuff. Everybody was screaming. Robin's gone. Robin's gone. Robin was kidnapped. I'm not looking for a fucking yeah. glyph like always. Yeah. Whenever like, Robin isn't around, when you think she should be, she's probably doing shit like this. Like we have plenty yeah. of history to look back on to let us know like that Robin be doing this regularly at the end of arcs. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. but as far as the sukiyaki thing, like, how do you guys feel about this? Because this was obviously a little jarring. Yeah, this was a crazy. Um, but it does yeah. make sense that they imprisoned him. I guess yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't just kill him. Yeah, political but... prisoner. Um, I don't know something something easier to contain someone than make them a martyr, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's something like that. But yeah, I remember being like, "Oh man, really?" I was like, well, like you suck you know what i mean and maybe he was like, like and then he immediately says like i suck and i was like okay at least you know, <laughs> at least you know. know you're a fucking bum you know but then also he says 
um, you know, I was, I was, I was hemmed up or whatever. I was like under lock and key. And then by the time I got out, my son was already dead. And I like thought about killing myself, but didn't. And I was like, okay, well, if that's all the writing that's going to come after the reveal, then I guess it doesn't make it feel as weird. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, when he took that fucking mask off I, and I saw Kozuki Odin father, I was like, no fucking way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but then, I mean, at yeah. least he's good delivery system for like, you know, uh, classified knowledge. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, who else would have this besides the former Shogun of, of Wano? Yeah. 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 Man. Um, but as far I, as page 10 goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin says that she's certain somewhere in Wano is Pluton. Mm-hmm. And she's known it since Alabasta because the Poneglyph there told her did in fact say that it was on Pluton, which I remember her saying to Cobra, I think, in the scene where they're both kind of like, ah, dying before Luffy saves them. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know. Did that Poneglyph really not say anything about Pluton? And she's like, oh, no, it did. But I mm. just lied to him, type shit. Mm. Yeah, like really red herring type shit. Like, I don't want you to actually go get this shit. So I'm going to tell you that it's somewhere yeah. it's not. Yeah. And the theories were always that it was in Alabasta, but I, I think it was pointed out that she never really explicitly said, like, it said it was in Alabasta, but it did say something about Pluton. So mm-hmm. the fact that she kept this under wraps the whole time. Play it close to the chest. Insane. Yeah, I love that. And it kind of like upsets me in a way because I'm like, damn. I thought we was friends, type shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is like, like, fuck, and, like an ancient Atlantis. <laughs> you really level, didn't kept this like, secret this whole damn time, right? I mean, like, I'm like, on the ship with y'all. There's like right. levels of friendship, but there's also like Atlantis, you know, weapon of mass destruction. Ancient weapon, right. you know. Well, it's like you ain't never Luffy's told Luffy. Nobody know that you ain't never trusted nobody with trust this information. With no maybe, maybe, maybe other um, maybe other characters on the ship do you know? And it's just like, why would um, Oda need to like give us that confirmation? Mm. Maybe it's like they definitely had the conversation and it just like wasn't worth like the the reveal. Off, is now. It wasn't yeah. on screen. The, yeah. the reveal for the information is now, but that doesn't mean that other members That's don't know us. about yeah. it. We can maybe assume, but like, yeah, like. If she really did keep uh, it from everyone, then that is kind of weird. Do think, Especially uh, Frankie. Frankie's yeah. gotta know. Right. Yeah. So, like, that <laughs> makes it extra weird if she really... But I want to believe that she told the appropriate people, and we just didn't get that scene because, yeah, it's, meant for, it's, because it's meant for the reveal right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. There's one thing I really want to touch on. Um, page 15... And a little bit of page 16, um, uh, watching, like, after, um, after Eustace, like, attacks Luffy, mm-hmm. and he just, like, buddies him. <laughs> just get like, over hey, here. <laughs> get over here. You're my friend. You ain't got no choice. Yeah. Um, like that Friday after the- next scene where fucking Terry Crews has fucking Ice Cube and Day Day's <laughs> fucking Arlo. What's up? Yeah. But I like the fact that, like, on page 16... Eustace shows him the reason he's attacking, and his eyes pop out like he would did when he was in like Nika Nika yeah. Joy Boy mode. He's still so keeping that, that. I like that. That's carrying over, and it's not like a you know Super Saiyan transformation. This has been right. like a. This is you've hit the zenith. Now this is just going to be an existing part of your kit. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you'll change like change stuff like colorations and stuff occasionally, I guess, for yeah. you know visual effect. But I feel I like we've been it's... getting like elongated, like popped out eye reactions in One Piece, but it's never been like bubbled up like this, as if it's yeah, like, this is the exactly eye is like outside yeah. and the, the bubbles behind it are like, like at... two. 
yeah it's always just yeah. like a straight like yeah like a tube yeah exactly like yeah a, like a vial like a, yeah like a, like a lab vial <laughs> yeah. like a speed thing right like yeah. it's moving so fast there's like after images that's that what i was gonna say yeah like the eyes eyes are outside the head and then the bubbles behind the eyes are like after images of the eyes traveling out so quickly yeah he's definitely making a point to draw it this way now right after uh gear five Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. for sure um i Um, I don't have anything i'm hyped i'm hyped to see the pluton shit obviously i can't wait to see that i guess the last couple things i you know wanted to mention were um man the boy Luffy, yeah. officially Yonko, man. Yeah. Feels fucking incredible. We came mm-hmm. very far, That's man. Such a long time, man. Yeah. yeah. He's, Huge. You know, he's finally got to that point of notoriety, infamy, stature yeah. within the world now. It's just finally here. Ride, man, but yeah. we really here, man. Feels can, good. And the amount of time, you know what I mean? Like, this is going on like 30 years by the time it ends, probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you cover that much ground in a series, it's like there are multiple points to look back at in one piece for like peak nostalgic effect. You know what I mean? Like you can look back at like Alabaster and be like, damn, we thought we were far when we got here. You know what I mean? Yeah. In East Lobby. And it's like, dude, we're really in the building now. And that was so far so long ago. And it's like now it's like, man, this motherfucker is really a Yonko right now. And it's like, holy shit, nothing to something. Rag, best rags to riches story. <laughs> you know what I mean, like ever. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Type next shit, stop, you know? man. Next yeah. stop, the Pirate King. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and it's like you just man, really like feel like you've grown with here. these people, and that like you know them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Yeah. And I guess yeah. I don't know. I hate to loop back to the muggy stuff, but like, because I feel like we kind of talked about it ad nauseum. But yeah. Anybody who's mad about that, in my opinion, is just taking it too fucking seriously. I mean, we talked a little bit off um, segment about. You know, I I brought up a couple, you know, One Piece chapters from earlier or whatever, and, and yeah. like, it's been goofy from the fucking beginning. Whoop slap is what we were talking about. Mayor fucking whoop slap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit from the beginning. Right. So you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's par for the course. Exactly. Yeah. So and I like, was talking about it in your live reaction too, in the in the live chat or whatever. It's like I feel like people have been arguing power scaling and like character quality, like back and forth for so long that people treat one piece characters at this point like they're actual living human beings that make their own decisions like they're following like the performances of basketball players or some shit and it's yeah. like no fam like this it's is a fiction. story being told by one person you know like there is a story <laughs> to be told here and you kind of have to follow it waiting for this motherfucker to give you more story not waiting to see what characters do so that you can fucking argue whether it was a good decision or not and it's like the characters yeah, matter more feats, so yeah the yeah, characters matter and like you know the writing of the characters definitely do matter and the power scaling definitely you know matters in one piece but just like not to the extent that the community yeah. fucking takes it to you know, you know like, Oda does not give a fuck about your power scaling conversations on Twitter yeah you know what I mean <laughs> and it's like imagine if you were having these arguments like in front of this guy like how like fucking weird would you fucking feel like yeah. no fucking Rayleigh was the fucking video yeah like yeah imagine, you sound like a crazy man imagine Oda being like yo dude it's like not about that though it's not that big it's not that big you'd feel so fucking stupid <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just internet, internet is good in small doses. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta remember to use your uh, outdoor public voice sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, only you gotta uh... mind your manners, like Jimbe, who waited patiently for two hours. To, like, let <laughs> Yo, the... we I hate that nobody let, like let that guy know. Yeah. I almost like, forgot was like, oh, you're that polite. scene. 
He's he could have been like, hey, is so this me like, in here? Yeah, like when I got <laughs> to this page. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like when I got to this page, it is like, none of them could wait two hours, but I'm here because I'm the respectful fucking like dad character that's like yep. always going to do shit like this. And I'm just like, oh my God, Jinbei, I fucking love you. Still not polite enough to let this kid cook know. It's like, yeah, you can stop anytime. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just eat whatever you got, bro. Yeah. Um, This, the the buggy like, thing, though. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He's talking about the cooking. Oh, who, me? Oh, no, Mella. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, yeah. I just want to touch on that Jinbei is polite, and I love that. Yeah, I love, I love him. Great guy. With, uh, with the buggy thing, though, now that Buggy and Luffy are both officially Yonko, the town that they fought, Orange Town, is like, it's got to be like a tourist attraction and like a major <laughs> landmark now. Like, people, uh, we, we need like, we need like a flash. Like a statues. Yeah, yeah, we need to see a scene where it's just like, there's, there's parades and shit, and they, they're handed out like Luffy t shirts and Buggy figurines and shit. I need it. <laughs> it's like, this is the, this is the location where two legendary Yonko fought Met for oh, the last time. They sell the, they sell <laughs> balloons that have their hats on them. Yeah, welcome yeah. to Buggy Land, yo. The guy's like, those two idiots fought right here at my grocery store, yeah. you know, 20 years ago or whatever, dude. Oh, I'd, man. I'd it, yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious. All the welcome kids, the like, want to go. Clown cutlets. Yeah, they got, yeah. Yeah, they got like, it's, fucking... It's like the stripes of his shirt. <laughs> right. They're handing out yeah. straw hats and fucking oh, fake wow. buggy knife heads and yeah, shit. They got, like, like fake, big statues on either side of town noses. facing each other. Yeah, yeah I need it, yeah. Wow. Ooh, that'd they be cool, it, too, Mellow. Two yeah. giant statues of, like, like exaggerated depictions of buggy yeah. on either side of town. <laughs> like, buggy just other. looks like a fucking Adonis, like, god yeah. going up against, like, fucking <laughs> statue. Two gear five form, you know? Yeah. Two giga, giga chads. Yeah. Giga chads. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's so funny. All the kids want to go to, like, Town to see, like, hey, I want to be a pirate like Luffy and fucking buggy. Oh, right. this is like. Crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be hilarious. That quiet town life is over. It's stuck as a tourist trap. Rip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good on One Piece though, for real. This was a hefty chapter and it's gonna be off for a month. That's insane. Well yeah. done, gentlemen. Next chapter is gonna be insane. I know. Yeah. Can't wait for it. That's gonna feel like fucking a life. Pages of bounty posters. Like homecoming. Yeah. He... He dropped this. Was like, these guys are Yonko, and see you next month. I'm out. Yeah, the streets All are right. gonna go insane. Like, dude, like the 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 One Piece community like takes and like just discourse like on a week to week level is always fucking crazy. Obviously, and then when you get like a break week, people just start going fucking nuts. This is a whole fucking month. Can't remember the last time Oda took a break this long. Anime Twitter is going to be fucking bedlam and Goliath. Time skip. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was time skip. Yeah, I think he took a month off for the t in between the time skip. Yeah. Mm. And that's crazy that the last time we saw Buggy was 802? Yeah, chapter 802. Jeez, I, I don't think there's been a time guys. since then. And oh, he was a warlord. Goddamn, yeah. I think we saw him in the chapter, like, right after the bounties, when they, when they announced... Uh, Big Mom, Kaido, you know, Roger, Whitebeard's bounties, and then they announced the dissolution of the Warlord system and that they were sending everybody out to get people. Like, they they showed Boa, um, Boa's Island, they showed um, Kobe pulling up on her, they showed Mihawk, and they showed Buggy. 
Okay. I don't remember if they stated or showed who was going after him specifically. I think I remember just seeing like a, some fucko Navy officer like, Buggy, come out here and get yeah. your fucking hands up, buddy. Yeah, so we got like one panel yeah, of he Buggy got, he since... He played them. He yeah. played them for sure. We got like one panel of Buggy since 802, but the last time we actually got like a Buggy scene for real yeah, exactly. was 802. Like that's like so crazy. Like that's like 200, over 200 chapters ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vice mm. Vice Admiral Stainless Fleet confronts Buggy delivery, making Buggy furious at his turn of events. He's put into a precarious situation, being forced to abandon his position and run away, yeah. ruining his dream of fleet pre-plundering. So Buggy orders his men to prepare to fight, but secretly plans to flee by himself. Yeah. It's just a summary of what I read online. Yeah, I can. But see since it then, too. <laughs> yeah, but since then he's become Yako. Yeah, so what yeah. the fuck? And it's yeah. like it took us yeah. like like you brought up the eight oh two like thing at the beginning of the review and now at the very end of the review we're like correcting that and i could just see someone in the comments like actually oh, the last yeah. time we saw buggy was like, just finish actually, the segment finish the segment like you gotta watch the whole yeah. video yeah, that's how we get you before you comment you know <laughs> delete that delete this the comment brother yeah. Yeah. Go, go back and delete that comment us. yeah people, people <laughs> be hearing one thing and then instantly to the click clackers mm -hmm. like to correct and it's like oh man click clackers step please, back please watch our whole segment <laughs> Yeah, I think that about does it for One Piece, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm good. Great conversation. Great conversation, gentlemen. Yes. That will do it for the final chapter of the night, and that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Be sure to sub to the channel for more fire-ass weekly content. Make sure you slap a comment in the comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump of the episode. You know, tell us if we if you thought we missed anything or, or whatever. Chop it up with us down there. Also, as I said before, make sure you check that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts, online um, communities such as Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on, as well as places to support the podcast, such as our uh, Patreon or our online store. Also, you can find any relevant links to uh, Yato's stuff here, as we said in the intro as well. So oh, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Fuck yeah, it was great. You know, first episode. Great week to have you together, like you said earlier. So four man show. Yeah, this is a banger. Yeah, yeah. Well, this will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host Eagle Knox. I'm Melo Yanis. And Yato. Sarabella.